Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Infinity's End. This is the beginning of season two because you didn't know season one ended. You know, the last podcast was incredibly long and it was fun. So it's been a bit of a hiatus. We've both been pretty busy, whether that would be Alyssa, Zach, or myself. And we've both had, he's had schoolwork, I've had my work, and we've just had a lot of time to think. And now we're coming back bigger, better than ever, and you're not going to like us even more. You're going to hate me. <laughs> but before we get started, I have a couple, I have three messages. One is going to be a sponsor, and then the other two is how shitty my day was yesterday. Okay. All right, we'll start with the sponsor. He, he doesn't know he's sponsoring us yet. <clears throat> you like candles? I got a place for you to check out. Prescott's Candles. Guy came into work the other day, and he gave me his business card. He gave me his business card. It was for Prescott's Candles. He complimented my ultra ranges, and he caught a pair of old schools for himself and some things for his daughter. And he gave me his card because the email he used was prescottscandles at gmail.com. Check out Prescott's Candles on Instagram. They're really good fucking candles. Alright, so now I'm going to move on. Uh, fuck Lyft. They already know about this, but now it's time for me to explain it. So, I'm well aware that temporary holds are a thing, but I've never had the experience to where it doesn't just immediately get funneled right back into my account. You know, like, if you cancel a ride, it's supposed to go right back into your account. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But tell me why they make me wait, like, 25 minutes when I'm on the phone with the fucking bank the whole time trying to get my money cleared so I can call an Uber. I gotta call my poor girlfriend who's doing a bunch of fucking schoolwork be like, hey, can you come pick my bum ass up? And, yeah, she did. When I got in the car, my fucking money cleared. Worked out, though. I got a Mac Miller poster out of it. And to top it all off, to the dumb cunt who came into my job yesterday and made my life hell... I hope you step on Legos the rest of your life. I hope you get a cancer scare. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm done. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, um, I mean, uh, like Ryan said, I've just been doing a lot of schoolwork. A lot of, um, well, pretty much I spent the last month and a half just doing LSAT prep. Pretty much, yeah. A fucking shit show. And yeah, I'm fucking retaking it. Uh, but I'm thinking, like, I told you I might take it in January, but I'm thinking, like, if I get enough practice in between, like, now and, like, uh, the October test, I might take it in October. Well, how long did you have to, like, prep beforehand? A month. You had a month? Yeah, yeah. and you did, and I'm assuming you didn't, like, bomb the LSAT. Oh, no. No, I, I got a, a much better score than I initially thought. Because, um, like, what, I walked away from that test, and I, t- I literally left where I'm sitting right now. Alyssa was in my bedroom, and I went to go tell her that I finished. And, like, she was like, how'd it go? And I was like... I honestly don't know. And I, I explained. I was like, every single practice test I took, like, over the court, because I took 12 practice tests. And, like, I had a general idea of, like, how I did on them because, like, I, I'd gone through the similar material. And, like, all those practice tests are old LSATs. So, like, I thought it was going to be the same experience. And then, lo and behold, come come test day, I it was such a different test that I said I either I either completely fucked it up or I, or I just did super well on it. Yeah, obviously that wasn't the end result, but like it goes to show like how different the actual test was because I couldn't even gauge how I did. Yeah, it was also much shorter. Yeah, than we thought because I was taking a nap. I I was expecting you to be in there for another hour, and then I heard a voice, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, and no, it was just you, and you were done. I am God. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, no, and because I mean, usually the LSAT's five sections. It's four regular scored sections and then one unscored section. This was only three sections and they were all scored. So I, I was extremely confused from the jump. I wasn't 
happy at all with like the format. But from what I understand, the, uh, the January test is supposed to be like a lot more like the regular format. So I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm gonna drop like seven hundred dollars for a fucking study course. That I mean, e- even the, if you feel like like if you had a month to do it and you did kind of okay with it in the first place, if you have those extra couple months, I feel like you should be fine. Well, here's what was fucked: was that I was. I was five points away from my goal score. Oh, which get is, the fuck out of here. Which is like two and a half questions. Damn. Yeah. Ain't that some shit? That, yeah, so... I, oh, uh, before I forget, can you tell me the fucking order of that question you gave me? <laughs> like, I never figured it out. Hold on, wait. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Like, he gave me this... He, he was talking about, like, LSAT prep at work the one day. And we got curious to see if we could be lawyers. Turns out I can't, because I can't figure this shit out. Like, it, it's the simplest question. It's, but really, the, it's not a simple question, though. And that was, and like I said, that was the easiest question I'd ever dealt with during LSAT well, prep. I initially helped you with that question. No, no. Don't give me that face. Oh, my God. Because oh my God. I, let's try that again. I <clears throat> helped you work through it to a point where you could narrow down the answers. And now I think I could be a lawyer. Cause he gave the he gave the question to me and one of my bosses, and he kind of just gave the he kind of just gave the answer to my boss, and it's just like okay yeah that's fine you got it, and she was like ooh I could be a lawyer now, and I'm like don't get your hopes up. Yeah, take the actual LSAT and see if you can. <laughs> can you match if I got a better score than you? The thing is, you might, but also because I mind you, like test anxiety is horrible. Especially when you're just like, this is the this is literally the second biggest test I'll ever take in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the two big tests for an attorney are the LSAT and then the bar. Yeah. People have said that the LSAT's harder than the bar. Because the LSAT has nothing to do with law. It's just all, like, reasoning and things. Mm-hmm. The bar is actually stuff that you learn in law school. So, like, the LSAT's not a test that you can, like, actually, like, prep for. And you can actually, like, study for. It's just something you have to keep practicing until you can somewhat hone your skills to get a decent score. Mm-hmm. I can't find, I think it was like the, um, I think that was from the, uh, I think that was a diagnostic test, so I'm not, I'm not sure if I can find it again, but if I find it, I'll let you know. Okay. Because that still bugs me. I, I can't figure it out. It still bugs me. But again, you know, that was probably the easiest question I've ever dealt with throughout the course of my LSAT prep, and that, that's, that's saying something, because that was still a difficult question. Yeah, I guess it just proves that I can't be a lawyer. Anyone can, well, not anyone can be a lawyer. You have to have the drive for it, but. Yeah. You know, but, so it goes. Not, I'm not going pa- I'm not going down the path of law. The only path of law I'd be going down is the one in the wee-woo cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm retaking it. I mean, I, I paid for that extra fee so I could, like, have, like, the score preview. So, like, once I get, because usually if you want to cancel your LSAT score, you have to do so before the score is released. But they had a thing this time for first-time test takers where it was, um, if you if you get your score back and you're not happy with it, you have six days to cancel or keep it. So I think I'm just gonna keep it. I'm not. It's not a huge. It's not like a bad score, but it's not like where I want it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that that's it's gonna be an expensive extra five points on the damn test. <laughs> but uh, whatever. It might be worth it. It might. Be, it, the thing is, like, it is. It absolutely is. But it's just. It's just. I can't. I was telling her this morning. I was like, I can't kick myself for it because I did only have a month to prepare. Um, you know. Yeah, like I was. I, mind you, you know, like 
I, I think I only started studying for it really like a couple of days after my grandmother died, so I had like that shit hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, like there, there's there's a lot of um, I guess mitigating factors to that where it was just like, well, under those circumstances, really, what else could you do? Yeah. <clears throat> so like you you did good for the time that you had, and you know, and you still had shit on your head while you did it. So the fact that you only missed your goal, your point standard by however many you expected yourself to get it really isn't Probably that four bad or five points yeah. it really isn't that bad then yeah no you know like because if this was like something that you had scheduled like two three four months in advance then i'd understand if you'd be like a little upset about it but it's like you said you only had a month yeah and, and i'm looking at it too like i think there's almost a guarantee that i'll do like significantly better like possibly even to the point where like i do better than what my initial uh, goal score was because you know, if I don't take it in October, I'm going to take it in January. And, like, that's... Like, initially, like, I'm thinking January, like, just for the sake of it. Because that gives me nine months to prepare. Yeah. So, like, if I can do... If I can just go hard for it for nine months, like, I think there's a great possibility that I'll exceed my, my score goal. Absolutely. All right. So, <clears throat> so, we got some shit. All right, so this is where it comes into play, where everyone's gonna hate me, and I, I, I genuinely don't care. I've had a lot of Twitter beefs in the past like week and a half, so whoever hates me, we're just me, looking for smoke at this point on Twitter, honestly. Me especially. I mean, like, dude, the, the amount of fucking hate I've gotten on Twitter. Like, I had someone tell me America doesn't need people like me. I'm just like, okay, you can, you can think that if you want. <laughs> um, so. First things first, obviously the big story of the month, some people say of the century, I disagree, um, is the outcome of the Derek Chauvin trial for the murder of George Floyd. Um, So I'm not sure, did you watch the live delivery of the verdict? I did. Okay. So did you think that he was going to be found guilty of all charges? Of all charges? No, I was surprised that he was found out guilty of all charges. Okay. Honestly. Well, which ones did you think that he was going to be found guilty on? Manslaughter. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to be found very guilty of anything other than manslaughter. Right. Just like, just due to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of evidence and coinciding evidence saying that the death wasn't caused by the asphyxiation. There's a lot of evidence supporting that. Did it have, like, impact on how his body reacted? Sure. Possibly, yes. Sure. But, but, but that wasn't the question in the trial, you know? That it was... Yeah, it was just, like... And I think I think anybody can agree with me that a knee on a neck for nine minutes is ridiculous. That shouldn't have happened. But, but, but the thing is... I'm sorry to cut you off. No, nah, it's fine. No. But, like... Because that was a, that was an argument brought up by a lot of people. It was just like, well, that's where it becomes excessive. And it's like, well, yes, but this is a murder trial, not an excessive force trial. See, if they wanted to do anything, the fact that they were pushing for first-degree murder, they're lucky they didn't get that passed because he would have walked. Oh, absolutely. And then everything would be in ruins. Mm-hmm. He would have walked if he got first-degree murder because there's no premeditation behind that. And I've read stories that people trying to pull shit out of their ass, like, oh, Chauvin and Floyd were security guards at a fucking... Strip club years ago, like 18 years ago, when this happened and that happened. But, but what he would have had to wake up that day and be like, I want to kill George Floyd today. Yeah, it's like, do you think like he went to the fucking scene and was like, oh, I worked with this guy. He was the motherfucker. I want to go kill him. Like, no, that's not that's not the, the mens rea of that. So, um, like, to break it down, so <clears throat> Chapel was found guilty on second, third murder and second-degree manslaughter. So, the reason that I genuinely don't think that he... Like legally speaking, should have been found guilty on both charges of murder was because first of all, second degree requires 
second degree murder is essentially felony homicide. Mm-hmm. So that means that you are committing a, a felony, and during the commission of that felony, you also kill somebody. So, for example, like if you walk into a bank, you hold up that bank at gunpoint, and whether intentional or not, your gun goes off and it kills somebody. Although you might not have intended to kill somebody, that's still felony homicide. So mm-hmm. you're still technically guilty of secondary murder if that's what you did. So for, I, I want to say, I think that the felony that they were trying to say that he was committing during the time that George Floyd died was he was committing like felony assault. Which, I mean, the reason that that's not really backed up is because police work requires that. You know, that, that knee on the neck position and the prone position especially was technically part of the Minneapolis Police Department's uh, guidelines for how to restrain a non-compliant suspect. And sure, people can say that, oh, well, like, you know, he wasn't resisting arrest, you know, once he's down on the ground. But, I mean, trying to get him in the car was already a pain in the ass. You know, they were trying to calm him down the entire time. He asked to be put on the ground. He asked to be not put in the car. And he was kicking at cops. And there was an argument brought up where it's like, well, could have... The, um, the mixture of, first of all, like three times a lethal dose of fentanyl, and then that being mixed as a cocktail with methamphetamine, mixed with whatever else he's got going on, like could that have also been a factor as to like why he couldn't control his limbs? So there, there's a lot of factors that go into it that would arguably like deduct from liability in regards to uh, felony homicide, secondary murder. Yeah, like what's funny to me is... <clears throat> Like, they painted George as, like, a hero and, like, some sort of savior. And there was a lot of shit that came out about him and people got pissed off at it because the guy that they were putting on a pedestal just happened to have some baggage in his back. And there was no viable way they could explain it other than you're just a racist. I think it's interesting, too, that now they have the jurors coming out and doing interviews with the media. And it's kind of, you could already see that even before they were chosen as jurors, even though they were supposed to be impartial, there was a lot behind it that made it pretty pretty biased. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not well, sure if you've seen any, because, I mean, her and I both watched the interviews that um, the, I the, like, one, the one alternate juror gave, like, almost like almost immediately as soon as the trial concluded, and then the one, like, last night, I think, that just came out, the one guy who actually was on the jury. And there, one thing that I've noticed is that they're trying to do damage control at this point. Like, I'll explain. You can make your point. No, like, it's like I kind of just, I really turned off all the stuff about the trial after he got convicted, just because it was just gonna be a bunch of people praising the idea that the man was gonna spend the rest of his life in jail, and that's he's, fine. He's not going to. And then that's fine. You can praise that all you want, but I'm not gonna listen to it just because it it doesn't it, it doesn't involve me. I was the same way when this whole situation was going down. Did you see me post anything except, like, maybe a little thing of, oh, all cops got arrested. I put that thing on my Instagram story for, like, a week. And I posted the blackout screen in solidarity, but I didn't do anything else outside of that. And I kept my mouth shut. And that's just what I do. I don't talk about situations like this. Because in all reality, in situations like this, my opinion doesn't matter to these people. Well, yeah, I mean... Well, I speak about it because this is all I do, you know? Yeah, like exactly. Poli-sci legal studies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, again, for felony homicide, that, it's a very hard case to make. That was 
to the objective juror, that would have been the hardest case to prove. So, it, um, and like you were saying, damage control. A lot of the, a lot of it was found guilty to prevent aftermath of if anything was found not guilty. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, dude, even if they found some guilty on second and third degree murder, but found some not guilty on manslaughter, there there would have been a shit show. Yeah. Because um, for some reason, if you're charged with all three, you should be convicted of all three, which doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah. So, and I, I can even explain that because it actually played a part in the trial that I was on two years ago. Um, so, going back to the charges, you know, like when you're talking about third degree murder, now that was another one that people thought could have been a little bit of a stretch. Third degree murder is essentially depraved heart murder, which is essentially if. You are committing a murderous act, but you don't have the intention to kill one specific person. Say if, you know, you go to, um, say if there's just a crowded area and you start shooting your gun into the crowded area and you kill somebody, that's depraved heart murder because you're not aiming to kill one specific person. You're just looking to kill a person. Mm -hmm. And that also deals with a bunch of different people though. Yeah. And so like the fact that George Floyd was the only person involved in that <clears throat> that kind of again deducts from the third degree murder charge. That's like also anybody, that's like, also why I'm sorry. Neither. That's also why that that charge was initially taken off the counts until the judge reinstated it. Yeah. It's, because it, they were like we can't prove that. Yeah. Everybody hears murder and they don't really think about the classifications of murder. There's a reason we have these like classifications for it because yeah. Like, let's just say, let's just say hypothetically you go driving and somebody's crossing the street and you hit them and you kill them. There's a reason why we have laws in place like that to where you wouldn't get charged with first degree murder. You had unless no... You, unless you tried to kill them. Uh, unless you saw them and were like, oh, hey, look, 10 points. Like, that's not... That wouldn't even be, that wouldn't even be uh, first degree. That would just be depraved heart. Exactly. No, the third, first degree is if, like, you know, like, you have the intention of killing that individual and you have reason to. So, like, again, that's... People also need to understand that there's a difference between homicide and murder. Yeah. Because a lot of people were saying, like, oh, well, when the coroner's report came out saying that it was a homicide, that must automatically mean that it's murder. And it's like, well, no, not necessarily. Because homicide can occur without a crime. So, uh... People, people just simply have a very deconstructed view of how the justice system works, and that's why I think it's so easy for them to say that it's broken. It's like, no, it actually works very well. It's just too intricate for you to think that it works well. Like, and, like nobody reads into it. Like, I'm not even going to lie. I was very ignorant to how degrees of murder, degrees of robbery, degrees of theft, you know, because there's levels to this shit. <laughs> And, you know, I didn't know that until a couple years ago, like even before this whole bullshit with George Floyd, Jacob Blake, whoever the fuck else, you know, because well, the Jacob Blake story is, is another shit show. Well, itself. Well, well, no, that's a whole story because they were all supportive about it until stories came out of what, what exactly he was doing. Yeah. The fact that he was going for a knife that was underneath the floor mat with his kids in the car. And then they found out. And then they found out exactly why he was there and they found out all the shit he had done beforehand. Found out that those kids he abducted from his wife that he just beat the shit out of him raped. Yeah. You know, I mean. And nobody likes to, and just, just to bring up George Floyd. Nobody likes to talk about that. He held a gun up to his pregnant wife's stomach. Yeah. And robbed her. Well, again, people like to have like their martyrs in a sense, and it's a shame that they, people they are... make these people Christ-like. Right, but the thing is too, like again, going back 
to like 2013, 2014. Like I was supportive of the Black Lives Matter movement because that's when it actually had a justifiable cause. With guy with incidents like Philando Castile, Trayvon Martin. Philando Castile is arguably the most significant one to me because that was a complete. Lack. Bot- that was just a complete botch of police work, and that's something that's an issue. That was a lack of responsibility. That was a lack of care for the job that you had. When he told you it was there, and he wasn't going to use it, he had to go into the glove compartment because you asked him to go in there. Yeah, so like that's when it had a justifiable cause. But now that they're trying to paint every single police-involved shooting of a black person, they immediately want to point to systemic racism as if that is even relevant. Like... Makai Bryant, for example, we'll, we'll get into this topic a little bit later. But people are trying to say that that's not a justified shooting and that there are several other ways to which the police could have handled that situation, even though she was mid-stab about to kill another black woman. So I don't understand where race plays a part in that. See, and like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go full in-depth on that just because we're going to have a full conversation about it later, but yeah. I've, got, I've got a lot of shit to say because people like to throw out the T-word a lot. Taser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I remember not too long ago, they were saying we need to stop using tasers. And then what, we're just going to have pistols on our hips? We're just going to be dual wielding like we're back in fucking 1899? It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. And you really want to defund the fuckers. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to break down the manslaughter charge. I think the manslaughter was probably the most justifiable. Absolutely. Um, and the only reason I think that the... It's not that I don't think that he didn't have a... Part in it, but another problem with it is the fact that there were not injuries to George Floyd's neck that would have been consistent with asphyxiation in that position. Like there was no tracheal damage, there was no neck damage, and again, there's also the outlying factors: the fact that he had three times a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system, the fact that that was mixed with methamphetamine, and the fact that that was mixed with heart disease. So there's a lot of factors that go into it. Do I think Derek Chauvin should have rolled him over into the recovery position? Absolutely. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what caused his death. It could have been a misconduct uh, case, but I don't think it should have been a murder case. And that's where the reading that we were talking about comes into play, because nobody really reads all this stuff. And then when you bring up the stuff that happens, it's just hand over ears, la 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 la. Nobody wants to, nobody wants, because I'll tell you guys right now, the truth is the worst thing you could hear, but it's also everything you need to hear. Absolutely. Because the the, the, the phrase "truth hurts" is real. It. it I fuck fuck Lizzo, but yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, not in her case. That's just about dick. But <sighs> if we're talking about the case of like truth hurts, it fucking hurts. You know, because it's honest. Nobody wants to be honest with themselves. And when you finally get the chance to be honest with yourself, you're gonna hurt. And the people who were so passionate about these cases and these murders in a sense Mm -hmm. that when they started hearing well he did this and he did that and he was like no no he didn't no it was like arguing with a fucking mule it's like that thing from family guy where he's like arguing with a mule about fucking kevin bacon being in footloose yeah you know it it it, you're all jackasses (laughs) you don't listen and you know like i think there was a big issue playing with the witness like how so there's a lot of issues that i have with how the trial was conducted the jury should have been sequestered. They should have never seen any media because then you also had people like Maxine Waters saying that, that pissed me off. Saying that they're gonna have more confrontation if they're if they're not found on guilty verdicts. Um, you had protests it, outside the isn't courthouse. Isn't that a crime? Isn't that inciting riots? If a riot happened, yes, but you know they wouldn't have 
They weren't giving a shit. Yeah, and like fucking Travis Scott got arrested for fucking inciting a riot at his fucking at his concert, and then we got somebody actually calling for the destruction of small business. Yeah, and that then that doesn't matter. And so there's that. There's the fact that the the mob was literally protesting outside the courthouse every single day. There was the fact that you know jurors, although yes, usually kept in secrecy. They also have the opportunity to have like information about them leaked, and leaked information can lead to doxing, and doxing can lead to horrible incidents. Yeah, could, yeah and fucking shout out Gallagher, you know. Yeah, and you know, like one of the alternate jurors, the ones that have been coming out and speaking about it in her initial interview, she said that you know that was something that she was scared of, and I'm sure that that's something that also weighed on the minds of the other jurors, even though she was an alternate and didn't vote, which is what someone on Twitter tried to point out to me. I was like, well, alternates aren't decided until the end of the trial. So she could have voted, and she would have voted, but for luck of the draw. So if that's something that's weighing on her mind, it could have also easily been weighing on the minds of the other jurors. Um, so there's that. It sucks, too, because in a juror's sense, it's not supposed to be life or death for you. Exactly. And the, you have people literally scared for their lives that something like this is going to happen to them. Well, another thing, too. So going back to the jury that I was on, I remember like in the back of my head, I mean, I was on that trial for four weeks. Yeah. In the back of my head, I was like, well, these guys are possible gang affiliates, and I could easily be, like, followed out of the courthouse down the street to my house, and they could kill me Yeah. if I, if I come back with a decision that they don't like. So, the, like, no media publicity around that, around that trial at all, but that was still a thought in the back of my head because I was like, that's just what the circumstances could call for. And although unlikely, when you see people protesting outside of the courthouse every single day, and you see that we live in an age of doxing, I think that that's a legitimate worry that jurors have, especially when they're seeing, you know, the mob outside the courthouse every day, and public officials saying that they're going to start riots, maybe not in those words, but saying that there's going to be, quote, more confrontation if... Uh, a guilty verdict isn't rendered. And like going back to what you're saying about doxing, it's like getting to a point where you almost have to learn how to as like a defense mechanism. And that shouldn't be the case just because my opinion is different than you. Exactly. Like why do you gotta know, like why, why does it matter? Like are you gonna come to my house and beat my ass? Really? Are, are you gonna come see me? Are you really? Are you gonna order a bunch of pizzas to my house? Are you gonna swap me? You're all fucking immature. Yeah. Like and think about it, fucking prominent celebrity not prominent she was a child star fucking Sky Jackson she would go out of her way to retweet right wing stuff and be like guys you know what to do and then they would dox them and get all their information out there in front of the entire world like that's not cool that's that, that's a genuine crime that's a felony it is but again it's federal again and like the way that the leftist mobs tend to work is that they will use force in a sense by any means necessary and they'll justify it by saying well our cause is just and it's like well can you really have a justifiable trial of you know fair and impartial nature where the jury could arguably be influenced by outside sources because they're scared that their city could burn and that was another thing too about the trial they should have moved it out of Minneapolis because those jurors knew that if they even came back with one not guilty verdict for any one of the three charges... They were fucked. They were fucked. And that's their city. You know, like, they have to go back and live with that even after the trial ends. They have to deal with their city burning if they objectively look at the evidence and possibly find him not guilty on any of the charges. Exactly. So they moved that to Minneapolis, which they have every 
option to do. It's just an, that's just a motion of a, a venue. Then there wouldn't have been such a possibility of having to deal with jurors thinking that in the back of their minds that if we come back with any not guilty verdicts, our cities are going to burn. We don't know how many of them are business owners in, in the inner city. We don't know how many of them have been impacted in one way or another by those riots last summer. So I, I don't see how Derek Chauvin got a free and fair trial for that. And it's like and it's like you said about like there should be no trial based off of theater. There shouldn't be. Because that's literally what like as as shitty as it is to hear, that's what this trial was. It was based off of fear of the jurors. Because I'll be honest, if I was on the trial, I wouldn't have wanted anybody coming to my house. I wouldn't have wanted my shit getting leaked. So that weighs on your head, you know, because there are people who could literally like get your information, find out where you work, find out where you go to school. There has been issues of people literally getting kicked out of school and their futures ruined. Yeah. Because somebody wanted to be like, oh, well, they can do this. Now imagine if somebody did that to you. You're fucking 15 years old doxing these people. And what if somebody did that to you? Like somebody who knows how to actually do it. And like get your whole information, get your mom's information, get your dad's information, get grandma and grandpa's information, find out the name of your dog, where you went to elementary school at. Like, what do you want to do with your life? They can find that shit out. Yeah. It's not hard because a lot of that shit is public information. Yeah. And the only way it becomes illegal is if you expose that to the masses. And that's what these people are doing. Right. So now going back to the, the point that you made that just because someone is found guilty of one charge must mean they are guilty of all charges. So in, in that trial that I was on two weeks, two years ago, um, he was charged with first degree murder, two counts of attempted murder, and then firearms charges. So we found him guilty on all but one charge. And everyone else in that jury room was hell-bent on getting him on all charges, but I was the one who sat them all down, convinced them that he wasn't guilty of the one charge of, of attempted murder. Because the facts of the situation, uh, to break it down, he it was a drive-by style shooting, and he got these guys when they were coming out of their house. And it was the one guy, his little brother, and then his son. So the the defendant was after the one guy in particular. He had no knowledge of the other two and had no beef with them apparently. But they tried to get him on attempted murder because he shot in their direction. So they at the scene they found five or six bullets, but they said that there were two bullets that weren't accounted for. And apparently when they were coming out of the house, they were all like like they were all like together in like a very small like pyramid, not pyramid, a triangular shape. Mm -hmm. So I convinced the rest of the jurors, I was like, well, if I'm trying to target one specific person and I want, and they're in a crowd where I want them to disperse, I'm going to shoot in the air to get them to disperse and run in different directions so I can target the one guy in particular. So they eventually agreed and they're like, okay, so he didn't actually try to kill his younger brother. He just tried to kill him. So that's where it came down to looking at the facts of the evidence, trying to put it all together and saying, well, he might have been guilty of uh, killing the other guy and having you know assault charges, but he's not guilty of trying to kill the other two people because yeah. he didn't try to do that. Yeah. So, again, that's where you have to break down the evidence and say, well, just because he's guilty in one does not mean he's guilty in all. Uh, that, that's just, he might be charged with it, but that doesn't necessarily mean guilt. 
Yeah, it's like that. That's the thing. People here charge. It's like it's it's guilty until proven innocent at this point, instead of the other way around. Well, no, I mean in the system itself, yes, it's uh, well, not in the system itself, but like in society itself, people view someone who's charged with a crime and indicted on the charges that they're they're guilty, and they have to be convinced that he's not. Yeah. Whereas the the justice system still treats it where you are still innocent until proven guilty, and thankfully that's how we live. But we're like the fan on's kind of hot here. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting though because I feel like in today's society, even if they're, it, it's innocent until proven guilty, but society treats it as a way now where it's guilty. Even if they find you innocent, we'll still find some way to find you guilty because it correlates with the narrative better. Well, that too, and also you know, who's also to say that even if Derek Chauvin walked, he wouldn't be killed within a week. By the mob. No, exactly. He, he, he would have he, he had to go into hiding at, to a different country and change his identity. At this identity. point, he's safer in prison. Absolutely. Not for, I mean, not for the, the all of the charges, but in the sense that for his own physical safety, he's safer. I mean, I'm sure there are people in prison systems as well who, who want to go after him. But no, but it's like in it's, that sense, you're nuts if you think he's going to be put with general population. Right. Um, but when he is put in the sense of the general population of the United States, he's just not nearly as safe as he would be. No, like, and the thing is, too, so I said it as soon as the, the uh, verdict was rendered, they're going to win on appeal because there are several factors to where, first of all, the judge should have declared a mistrial. They should have declared a mistrial once Maxine Waters said that they were going to start more confrontation and the jury wasn't sequestered. Mm-hmm. And the judge actually, to to counsel, literally said that that is grounds for mistrial. But he wasn't going to call. He said, he told uh, the defense counsel that he's like, I'm going to let you guys figure that out, you know, if you want to have an appeal, whatever. There was that. They could easily win on appeal because the jury wasn't sequestered and there was a lot happening, especially with, um, what was it, Duante Wright? And then I think Mackay Bryant came after um, arguments closed. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, there, there was a lot going on wherein the jury could have easily been influenced by it. And yet we still continued on with the trial as was. You know, again, the jury should have been sequestered and they should have changed venue because there's, there's no way in hell that he would have gotten a fair trial in that, in that location with that jury. Yeah, and it, it's like it's like you you brought up the stuff that happened in between with like Dante Wright and uh, Micaiah Bryant and the other kid who's in whatever his name was Toledo Adam or something. Toledo. Adam Toledo. Adam Toledo. Alex. Like, Adam. Adam. I think it was Adam. It, yeah. It's an A. Yeah. But it's like all this shit and like man, we can't even get a break. Like, what, like the fuck are you talking about? All right, so uh, we have a lot to cover on this. So, we're going to get to Makai Bryant and Adam Toledo a little bit later. Um, but right now, let's focus on the overall socio-political nature of the way in which policing is viewed. And especially in its application regarding instances of race. So, I don't know what your take is on it, but... I used to be not very anti-police, but I was also very skeptical of police back in the day. Yeah. I, after working with them for my own personal reasons, not anything criminal, just, you know, things I need to get done and the police, you know, need to be involved in it for whatever reason. Um, 
and watching like her and I've been watching Body Cam, which is a really really interesting show. And it's it's literally it just it just follows the stories of police when they turn their body camera on and something crazy happens. Mm-hmm. So you start to get a more a bigger appreciation of how difficult their job actually is and what their intentions actually are when they are exercising their duty as police officer. I've shed a few tears watching Body Cam. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's a very it's one of those shows and it humanizes them because it's just like well actually you know they tell you about what happens when you come home and you take off the uniform they tell you about the family that they have that you know like their at home situations and things like that yeah but people nowadays they only see police officers when they're in uniform and they tend to think that that is their own like that's what they do that that's what their life is. They forget that, like, no, like, as soon as a police officer come, comes home, he's just like you or I. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't live in this mentality of, like, always have to fight crime. Yeah, like, I've been around police a good portion of my life. Like, my dad was a dispatcher for Trenton Police, and my two of my uncles were sheriff's officers in their respective counties. One just retired a couple, like, a year or two ago. Good for him. And, you know, the, I like, obviously, personally, I've never had a bad experience with a police officer. I, that's a lie. I had one. But that wasn't even like... I had one bad experience, and that was for a stupid traffic violation. Yeah, and even then, like, he was like... He, the, the cop saw me in a fucking alley. He was going to ask me what I was doing, you know? It's like not... wasn't on trial or anything. He wasn't going to arrest me. He was just asking me what I was doing. And I was a little rude about it, but kind of had to be. You didn't know what I had. Yeah. But and in that same vein, it's like these cops have kids, these cops have wives, these cops have families. You know, like not every single like police officer has like you said the mentality of I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna pull my gun out, ooh, it's gonna be so fun. I actually have a story. Uh like I said, my father worked for Trenton Police, right? Mm. And we've Just seen that, right? yes. And How many years? Oh god. Uh Two, three years, I think. Oh, okay. Actually, he actually, there was actually like a lawsuit about that. I'll tell you about that later, though. Oh, okay. Uh, like off the record, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, he told like we've seen these things about how cops sometimes have to put down animals in the sense because they're either being attacked or it's like or yada yada yada. Cop came back to the station one day and he had to shoot a dog. Because the owner had... I think I remember you telling me this yeah, story. The owner had sick the dog on the cop, and the dog was going to hurt the cop, possibly kill the cop if he got to his neck. That's a life or death situation. What, you can't tase a dog, you know? Well, and, that'll kill the dog anyway. Yeah, exactly. slower death. Yeah, and he, nobody wants to shoot anybody, especially if it's a dog. Yeah. And the cop came back to the station, and he was inconsolable. And that, that, like, I didn't want to shoot him. I didn't want to shoot him. But he had to. These cops don't want to shoot anybody. Sometimes they have to. It's genuine life or death sometimes. They want to go home and see their kids. Some of their kids are five, six years old. How the hell are you going to tell them mommy or daddy didn't come home because they didn't want to pull their gun out and protect themselves? Dude, crazy enough. So actually the first episode of Body Cam, you can actually... I'm not sure if you have Hulu or not, but... No, I do not. Okay, well... I might actually. You might be able to find it on YouTube or something, but... There was this, swear to God, heartbreaking moment in that first episode because they went to a guy's house for domestic assault or something like that. The guy turned out to have a gun. And they were trying to find him in the house somewhere, but, like, they weren't getting into the house because they didn't know where he was. And they ended up, like, he ended up getting into the garage, and then one of the cops tried to go tase him because he didn't see a gun. 
And then the guy, as soon as he got close, immediately pulls a gun, shoots the officer like three or four times. And then the officer runs out of the garage, gets behind the squad car, and like he's like, you know, like calm, dispatching, like, I'm hit, I'm hit, like, you know, shots fired, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some more units can arrive. So then, like, they keep going back and forth between his, uh, his partner and then him. And they go to this one where he calls his daughter and is like, Daddy's been shot, go home. I'm gonna try to be okay, but tell mom daddy's been shot. And then that was it. So like, you know how horrifying that is? First of all, the fact that you have to make that call in the first place. Yeah. And the fact that like, that could literally shatter a daughter's and wife's life. Yeah. And people just don't have the respect for the police that they need to, that they should. Yeah. And the police need more respect than they get. I mean, they have my utmost respect at all times. And not just because of who they are, but also because of what they do. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. And, like, people always say, like, oh, well, I'm targeted by the police because they always, like, pull me over and shit. How do you react to the cops when they pull you over? You like, probably have, like, a dickhead. It's like, the fuck are you sweating me for? Yeah, why are you here, pig-ass fucking donut-eating bitch? Yeah. Like, the, the, the fuck? Yes, no, I don't know, I'm sorry. That's it. And the thing is, is, like, again, the two times I've gotten pulled over, one was a bullshit thing, whatever. The other one probably shouldn't have been driving as fast as I was, but <laughs> it is what it is. And the cop was, you know, he gave me a break. But, like, I have a mentality now where it's like, if I get pulled over, I'm going to be as respectful to the police as possible. Not just to be a kiss-ass, but because I'm just like, that is the level of respect that I now have for them. And it's a, I'm disappointed in myself to say that. Like, you know, it took me, like, having to, you know, work, in a sense, like, intimately with them and also watching footage of what they do on a day-to-day basis so like you know it sucks that it's it took me that long to actually have a respect for them but also mind you in the society that we live we're being taught that the police are the enemy we're being taught by the media by political activists that the police are pigs and that you know they're just out to to abuse their power and to you know be misconductful so I mean, it, and don't and, and, and don't, uh, don't don't get us wrong. There are like some assholes who peaked in high school who want to have that fucking jurisdiction over people, but that's like that's a very small portion of it. And the same thing like that can be applied to anybody. Yeah, you know. So it's not a police thing. It's it's just a person thing. Yeah, because like like we we work retail, dude. You know, there's some asshole who works in a retail store. It's like, oh yeah, I have the authority to kick people out of my store, and he just does it willy nilly because he acts like an asshole. And then they say like, fuck you, and like, I don't, I don't need you, cursing and he got out of my store. And what do you want to do? Like, oh, defund this retail store? Like, no. Like, and like, and that's the thing. Defunding the police doesn't make too much sense to me. Okay, so actually, brings us to our next topic. <laughs> yeah, and I saw the paper. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make too much sense to me. It's like, why would we need to? Why would well? thing is why do you want police reform why do you want better policing but you want them to have less resources available to them it's like, like are, we that, all, it's like, are they all gonna it's be productive are they all gonna be fucking bike cops like they're gonna take they're gonna get the car taken away all right buddy pull it over ching 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 like i don't get it it's like are they like are you gonna take the guns away they're gonna fucking have nerf battles with the fucking criminals it's nerf or nothing bitch get down yeah and the whole thing with defund the police is like people are very they're, they're, they like to lie about how it started. They like to think that, like, oh, no, it, it just means take, you know, a certain portion of what the police gets in federal funding and distribute that to other communities. Well, no, because it started off as abolish the police. You guys realize that that wasn't a popular slogan, so you change it to defund the police. 
but you essentially know what you mean. When you say defund the police, you essentially mean put the put the, put targets on the policemen's backs and treat them as though everything that they do is wrong and that they have to take extra measures to make it look like they're doing something right. And that's why you're seeing a lot of police forces, like a lot of officers are are quitting, are retiring early because they're just like we have a we have a permanent target on our back. Whatever we do, again, even in the Micaiah Bryan case, you can save another person's life, but still be vilified and painted as a criminal. And a lot of people outside oh, no, no, you're good. A lot of people don't understand that you defund the police or abolish the police. You have worse policing. And that's not and it's not even the fact that there would be a new form of police. You're dealing with the fucking army at that point. The National Guard. You don't want the National Guard pulling up to your house. No, because then you're gonna claim defund the National Guard. And, and then, then you're gonna, gonna have you're, you're genuinely gonna have ARs pointed at your dome. You're gonna have fucking AR like tanks coming down your fucking street, these military style vehicles because there's be because mom's yelling at dad. You you're gonna have the fucking army at your door breaking down the door. Because we don't have police to literally be there. And another thing I'm going to bring up real quick. Okay. Fucking bring social workers with oh my you. God. Oh, I, 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 I want to talk about that, but I'm going to let Alyssa make her point. Go ahead. Well, really quick, I was just going to say that we, Zach and I were talking about this the other day. The, the cops that are quitting are the ones that actually genuinely care about the view on police. So it, They the do a ones, great job. And they do. And it's it's and I'm not saying all of them, but the ones that are staying and are completely fine with with how the media is portraying them are are more likely going to be the ones who who don't take the job as serious or or who aren't going to do as good of a job. And that's when the whole system kind of just becomes lazier, and it, it paints kind of that narrative that's been set in the first place. It's like it's, like, it's almost like these guys are getting negative attention, like it. Yeah, it, it fuels their ego a little bit because it's like, oh, they're scared of me. Well, that, so going back to the whole social order thing, that was another, that was a ridiculous proposition. So again, I understand that, yes, it's just a TV show, but these are actual instances of what police officers have to deal with. And this is only just a little bit of them. There's only like however many episodes of it. And the real actual interactions that police officers have, literally caught on body camera. In every, almost every single situation that, uh, pretty much in every single episode, every single episode has involved some type of shooting or some type of armed suspect. And every single time her and I watch an episode, I always throw out the sarcastic, oh, social worker could have dealt with that. <laughs> because there was the instance where the guy robbed a liquor store, or not a liquor store, um, I don't even think he robbed anything. I think he just like grabbed a bottle of alcohol out of another guy's hand, and that was it. Yeah. And then... The officer goes to say, like, you know, like, what do you got? Like, what are you doing? Like, take your hand out of your pocket. And he keeps telling him, take your hand out of your pocket. And then the guy just pulls a gun, shoots him in the face. There's that. There's um, the massive shootouts that we've seen on those things where, like, a suspect has, you know, pretty good amount of ammunition and has some pretty big guns. And is just literally shooting up the police because he doesn't care anymore. I'm like, what's the social worker going to do in that aspect? There's also the one. Sorry, let me turn around. Um, there's also the one where the guy just pulled over because it, it was, what is it, illegal in Ohio to walk on the, um, Oh my god. A walk on the highway. He, he saw someone walking on the highway and he pulled over to ask if he was okay, see if he needed a ride or anything. Guy just pulls out a knife. They stop traffic for about an hour. And he was, and he was trying to commit suicide by cop. He was, but then they ended up, it turned out that he, he already killed at least one He person. killed someone in Baltimore. 
um, and he was on the run. So it, it's if you send in a, a force that's not armed at all, and, and someone's running at you with a knife, and they've already killed someone, you know what's what happens then? You know. Well, that and also going back to the police quitting. Do you know how many social workers would quit if they immediately, if they out of nowhere just had to start accompanying police unarmed? And it's like social like you, workers. Like you want to defund the police, you want to disarm the police, and then you want to put social workers in the line of harm. And like, like that's like, what are you gonna do? To piggyback off of that, social workers don't really do that good of a job sometimes. Well, that's not even their primary job. Their primary and, job is yeah. to work with like familial dispute, disputes. Yeah, and that brings up a case actually. Fucking Gabriel Fernandez. The social workers were completely incompetent when it came to the Gabriel Fernandez case, and it took the police getting involved to get. To unfortunately, unfortunately, the poor kid wasn't saved, you know, that that poor kid didn't fucking deserve anything that happened to him. Yeah. And his mom serving life and the motherfucker who was, like, and the boyfriend's facing the death penalty, which he should. Absolutely. And the social workers were completely incompetent about it because they didn't want to deal with it. So what makes you think they're gonna pull up to a situation where a guy's got a fucking gun to his head? I'm not, I don't want, I don't know what to do. Well, no, the thing is, like, but they're talk. They're not talking about bringing in social workers for suicidal people. They're talking about bringing in social workers for almost everything because they try to treat crime as as, as if it's like a societal problem, as opposed to people just people who want to commit crimes are going to commit crimes. It has nothing to do with their social upbringing. It has they're, nothing they, to do with anything else. It's got. Really, it literally has nothing to do with society. If if I'm gonna rob a store, I'm gonna rob a fucking store because I want to, not because of where I grew up or anything. And the thing is, too, if these people have no problem shooting at police officers. Of which it is a severe crime to do so. What what makes you think that a social worker is any safer? What makes you think that a social worker even wants to show up? A social worker can't a, block a bullet with a clipboard. I'm yeah. sorry. And like they're they're not going to be willing to step out of the police car and be put in the line of fire because a bunch of activists said that they they felt like they weren't being treated right. And it's like, well, no, you guys secondly are being treated just as well as white people because again. Again, even though you make up 13% of the population, you commit more than half the crime, for one thing. But yet, the police also manage to kill less per capita of you guys when you are armed and unarmed than are white people. They kill more white people who are unarmed and armed than they do black people who are unarmed. So, you know, I, I would genuinely like to know what the actual solution you guys are proposing is, because at least if you have some clarity then maybe we can actually have a discussion about it rather than you just lying to us about what it is that you want. I think another thing, too, that kind of dispels the social worker ideology is this is a, like a, a criminal's biggest dream. I could do a crime and someone who's unarmed and just going to try to talk me out of it is coming to stop me. Great, I'll kill him. That's a hostage situation right there. And then they get what they want. Yeah. But, um, it's like... It's like the. Uh, there was a hostage situation in Trenton a couple years back. Uh, I was in like I was in like eighth grade, and a buddy of mine was living on the street where the hostage situation was going down. The guy ended up like I think shooting himself, or he ended up dying. But there was like a three four day stand where there were multiple like and the people inside died unfortunately. Yeah. But what's a social worker gonna do in that sense? He's gonna knock on the door. Hey, you got a minute? Hey, I just wanna talk. <laughs> Like, he gets pulled in, he gets a gun to his head, now what are you going to do? Well, and people think that, like, and I hate the, the euphemism, like, oh, like, words are the most powerful weapon. I'm like, well, yeah, when you're talking politics, yes, but when you're talking instance of actual violence, they're really not. 
because I remember there was um, there's an instance down the uh, Trenton Penitentiary where a public defender was trying to interview just one of her clients, someone that was actually trying to help them get off of their case. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was they went into the the uh, the room where everything's locked and there's no security guard, and they started beating the shit out of her. And she sued the state and refuses to go back to the penitentiary. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, what rightfully so. All it's going to take is the one social worker, probably the first time they go out, to get hurt, where they all probably unionize and then file a class action lawsuit against the state. The state goes bankrupt, and all of a sudden, there's no more police because they can't afford to keep paying them because the state's being sued. But that's what everybody wants. It, it is what everybody wants. People understand that a social worker is not going to help. They realize that a social worker will probably make things ten times worse. But the ultimate goal of defund the police and Black Lives Matter is to get rid of police. They want lawlessness. They want chaos. That has been more evident now more than ever, I especially after last summer. I just don't understand how they feel so targeted. They're not. And like I'll put, I'll put it to you. There's another fucking bullshit argument that they try to pull with like... Fucking Dylan Roof, he got arrested and there was a bulletproof vest on his chest. Well, and it's the way that they give themselves up. Like, look, it's like, like seriously. Yeah. Like, I could perform a mass shooting right now, but if I go out of the door without a gun, with my hands up... If you're no longer a threat... I'm gonna get arrested. I'm not gonna get shot. If I walk out like this, hands raised, no gun, no nothing, like, pockets turned out, no, if I'm walking like this, I'm not gonna get shot. Then the, then the kid probably listened to the cops. And I mean, he, they, they have videos of the guys getting arrested. They lay on the ground. They just don't move. That's and, they, and they get arrested aggressively. Don't get me wrong. And people are like, oh, well, they took Dylan Roof to Burger King. I'm like, okay, they might have done that, yes. But you also have to keep in mind that when you bring out these instances trying to advocate for defunding the police and trying to say that these are instances of police brutality, and then you try to compare that situation to Dylan Roof, you tend to negate the fact that well, either the individual still posed a threat, or they still had a weapon on them, or was acting sporadically and was reaching in some places where he shouldn't have been reaching, like Jacob Blake, for example. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's probably gonna piss a bunch of people off, but I don't care. This do you, is what the purpose of this podcast is for. Do you know why they weren't shot instantly? Do you know why they left the building with a bulletproof vest? Do you know why? They were arrested in handcuffs and not taken out on a gurney and were walking on their own two feet. Compliance. Agreed. Agreed. And people will say, oh, well, even when we are being compliant, they still kill us. I'm like... Bullshit. I'm like, show me more than anecdotal evidence. Show me more than George Floyd. You can't take George Floyd and blanket statement that as, like, this is the representation of how we're treated by the police. Because it's not. There's maybe five cases, maybe... That I can think of, and I have to really think about it, of somebody getting shot and killed when they were compliant. And usually maybe. those are accidents. Yeah, and maybe thing, five. And the thing with Duante Wright, for example, he was not being compliant, and they still didn't even mean to shoot him. They tried to tase him, and the jackass police officer mistook her taser for a gun. And people are still trying to say, oh no, that was intentional. She tried to do that. It's like... It's a genuine... It's a mistake. It's like she's screaming, taser, taser, taser at him, and then shoots one shot. If she was really trying to shoot him, she would have fired off multiple shots. And then and then you hear her. Oh my god. I shot, I, I shot him. Holy shit, I just shot him. Like that... That's gonna kill her. That's gonna live with her for the rest of her life. She's gotta be on suicide watch right now. 
I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I mean, like... No, 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 just, no, no listen, have, because we don't know how they think. That could really right. fuck somebody's head up. Right, but the thing is, is, like, people also have to take into account that the police are humans, and sometimes, yes, they make mistakes, but are those mistakes... Do, do making those mistakes garner you blanking, blanketing the entire police department, all 800,000 plus of them? Absolutely not. As horrible human beings and pigs? And... I just, I just simply don't understand the mentality behind it where they try to justify radical policies like defunding and abolishing the police, which they know will, commit, will cause more crime to happen, but they just won't be prevented. And then they try to say, well, oh, well, the, uh, the system doesn't care about us. It's like, no, the system cares about you a lot, and that's why they actually have police in your neighborhoods. They're trying to protect you from criminals. And it's not that they're watching you. They're protecting you. The, like, the whole thing is to protect and serve. Yes, and the thing is too, they're like, oh, well, how was how was Derek Chauvin protecting and serving George Floyd? Okay, well, how was that guy in Columbus, Ohio? How was he protecting and serving the girl who Micaiah Bryant tried to stab? I think he was protecting and serving her very well. The and guy he, who shot Jacob Blake, how was he protecting the women who were out there and the children in the back seat of the car? Protecting them very well, protecting himself very well. So, again, I, I just it boggles my mind that people try to justify this with anecdotal evidence and then they'll they'll be presented with counter evidence and still say that oh well they could have been handled differently they always try to make the excuse because it's what they want to do that guy in um elizabeth city wherever um i think in north carolina where they're about to have those protests because um the body cam footage wasn't released i'm not sure if you can keep it up with that i have not actually but that should be more than enough evidence to show that people who want to riot and cause massive destruction are going to do so anyway. Because the family hadn't even been shown the body cam footage of what happens. And yet there are already protests and people threatening to riot. So, I, I'm just... What will be enough for people to not riot and burn down businesses? It's never going to be enough because there's always going to be something to go along with it. But Because it, so someone's going to see something. Well, he said to turn around and put your hands on his head. And like he, he put his hands on his hips and then he fired him and I'm mad about it. Like He said head! It's... It's it's just dude, dumbfounding. No, dude, it's it, it, word for it. The, listening to a cop is fucking Simon Says. If you suck at Simon Says, don't commit crime. It's not hard. Cop says, put your hands up. Oh, cop says, put your hands behind your head. Cop says, put your hands behind your back. Now I'm taking off. Simon didn't say. Boom. Oh, well, they don't always necessarily justify a shooting, but I also think that they need to get rid of the whole. Um, I'm not sure if it's a federal law or if it's just a widely accepted statute where it's like the fleeing felon rule, where the police were able to shoot a fleeing felon if they pose, if they still thought that they posed a crime, and now they're not allowed to because oh well, like their their back is turned to you, so they don't pose a threat to you anymore. But it's like, well, I'm sorry, if a guy running away from me has a knife in his hand. I don't know where he's trying to go. I don't know. And who's to say the guy's not going to turn around, plant his feet, and then completely change directions and come at you with that knife? Exactly. So some people don't have that reaction time. But, like, it's also, like, common sense. Why are you running from the police? You clearly did something. And, like, yeah, sure. Like, if you have a warrant out for your arrest for something stupid and you're running from the cops because you don't want to go to jail, I get that. You know, like, there's no... There's no reason to be executed for that. However, you have to think of in the mind of an officer, where it's like, do you genuinely think as an officer you can determine what their mentality is? It goes back to what we said earlier. The cops thinking, I want to go home to my wife tonight. Exactly. The, 
In the same way how the criminal wants to go home to his to his wife and kids that night. Yeah, and I've seen officers interviewed, and they're just like, at the end of the day, at the end of my shift, I want to go home to my wife and kids. Exactly. I don't I don't want to have to. That's really all they care about, and that's the right mindset to have. They're just like, I don't want the police chief going to my house, knocking on my door, and telling my wife that I'm not going to come home. Yeah, they're living their American dream, and that's literally all there is to it. Yeah. So, next up, excuse me. Um. The whole Adam Toledo thing. I've had conversations with my dad about this, and he's pissed about it. In what sense? The fact that he was so... Yeah, fuck hiccups. He looks at me and tries to say, I never let you did that when you were 13 years old. You were always back, even when you were 16, 17 years old, you were never outside of the house later than 2 o'clock in the morning. And he wasn't even home for two days. His parents had no idea where he was. Exactly. And what he shoot? Correct me if I'm wrong. He was shooting a gun. He was with a grown ass man. He was. And then he took off when the cops came. Gun still in hands. And then apparently, allegedly, threw the gun over like the thing and then put his hands up. Right, but the thing is, the only reason he did that was one because the gun was out of ammunition, and two, at that point, he just had to give up. But at the same time, that was such a split second decision. You couldn't even see it in the video that he threw the gun over the fence. He turned around super quick after putting his hands up and the way that he turned around and the way that he put his hands up at the same time to me as an officer is just like he's trying to turn around and shoot me mm-hmm. I'm firing first I'm not letting a 13 year old take me away from my family it was a pretty serious gun he had too right it looked like a serious gun I couldn't tell what, what, what it was I hate that people are trying to, com- to, like, to compare it to like Tamir Rice and th- there's no correlation there there isn't I'm like, Tamir Rice is playing with a toy gun. And granted, yeah. Um, personally, the Tamir Rice thing, as messed up as it is, he was also playing with it in a public park aiming it at people, and it didn't have the red cap on it to indicate that it was a fake gun. It looked like a very real gun. As an officer, again, I'm taking action to make sure that I go home. Yeah, but then, like, in but instead of this, at this Toledo case, you can look at the Tamir Rice case and actually have a bit of an argument there in this whole yeah it's it's shaky but I think you know what I mean by that I, I get it and it, it's it, like but with this Toledo case you can't do anything about it the Adam Toledo case is more clear cut than than Tamir Rice was and I get that but I I think it's I think it's very weird that people are trying to paint Adam Toledo out to be like some like innocent child who was just taken away it's like no fuck you first of all he's carrying around a fully loaded gun that he sh- that he literally emptied the clip out and only ditched because it was out of ammo. And he couldn't fire back. Exactly. So, I'm tired of seeing the, the little Instagram scrolly things where he's, like, painted as an angel. And I'm just like, no, he's not an angel. His, his nickname was Lil Homicide. Like, I'm sorry, but... Like, the kid was clearly going to be gang-affiliated if he wasn't already. And someone was just like, oh, well, he deserved to live a fulfilling life. And I'm like, okay... Okay, a fulfilling life covered in fucking gang tattoos. They're going in and out of jail for drug use and probably shooting a gun and probably having 45 different bodies on his head by the time he's 20. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, but Tamir Rice was not going to have a fulfilling life. And neither was Duante Wright, if I'm being honest, because... People are just like, oh, he got pulled over for having uh, an air freshener and things. Like that might have been the initial cause for the pullover, but then he has suspended license. I, I think. Th- I also think that people don't realize that right before the cop gets out of the car, they run your plates to see, you know, like who the car is registered to and if that person is someone that the cops should be scared of, not scared of, but like worry about. 
And it came back that he had two warrants, one for fleeing arrest and another for um, have, uh, legal firearms. And those were over a year old, if I'm not mistaken. They were. He was essentially on the run from the police for over a year and tried to drive away, which could have, as we saw on body cam, because cops get dragged by cars that try to drive off with them in them. And it ended that one cop's career because it shattered his leg. Yeah. And that it could have easily killed him. So even if... Even if that officer had intended to bring her gun out and fire, that was that's justified. I'm sorry, but it is. You don't know what he's going to do with that car. You don't know he could turn around and ram it into you. I mean, even then, that was a pretty open area. You know, he starts to chase. There's an accident ready to happen there. Who's to say he doesn't run into an SUV that's got three kids in it and a wife and a, and a husband and a wife? Also happened on body cam. There was a car on the run. And oh, yeah. They didn't ran. stop. I mean, they, he had, they had a stop sign. Someone was crossing in the intersection. Didn't see him, obviously. Rammed into them. And that's what happens. You and know, if, for people who are running, they don't, they're not going to stop at a stop sign. Something actually happened down the street from my old house in Trenton. Um, this wasn't like somebody was running from the cops, right? And somebody, like, you obviously don't, don't really remember, like, the streets, but at, 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 like, the corner of Clinton and Division, right? Uh-huh. Right by that little pizza restaurant, somebody came and ran through the stop street and fucking completely T-boned the cop. And there was fucking water bottles all over the place. There was glass. The cop was on the ground. I think his leg was broken or something. During a high-speed chase. So it's not even, like, just the guy who's running could get hurt and the people who, who he hit could get hurt, which is clear. But it's like the cops could really lose their lives in that sense because somebody runs a stop sign in the middle of a high-speed chase. Or just one, one of these things could happen, and we can't do much about it. We just have to sit there and watch it. Yeah. So I think the answer is okay. Is I think that that shooting is justified. I 100%. I don't think you can... And, and I hate that people are trying to be like, oh, he was just 13 years old. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but a 4-year-old with a gun can kill you. A two-year-old with a gun can kill you. A dog with a gun could kill you. That's happened. Exactly. So, it doesn't matter how old he was. It doesn't matter... It doesn't even matter what his nickname was or anything like that. What matters is what he was doing in that moment. The fact that if I'm an officer and I know that that suspect is armed and dangerous, I don't know if the gun is out of ammo. I don't know that he ditched the gun over the fence. If he's putting his hands like somewhat up and it's turning around very quickly... To me, he's getting ready to shoot. Especially after he just made me chase him down an alley. It, and the thing is, Adam Toledo would still be alive had he not took off running. If he had even been a little bit slower, instead of turning around and just put his hands up when he wasn't even facing the cop, he'd probably be alive. Again, like people... Because like it, well, one thing cops do, they don't want you to face them. You walk backwards to the cop. That is one of the most common police demands of an armed suspect is put your hands up turn like face face away from me and walk backwards slowly because they don't know anything can happen yeah and then when you get to them it's up on the hood where you belong exactly so there's and the, like i don't want to hear this shit like oh he was 13 there's plenty of cases of fucking 13 year olds murdering people well there's also the fucking 13 year old also in columbus or yeah also in columbus ohio who stabbed another 13 year old and that brings us to fucking Micaiah Bryant. And... I'm gonna have fun. Oh, God. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously... Get ready if, for this one. If you haven't been keeping up with it, I mean... It, 
I don't blame you for not keeping up with it because at this point, I'm sure you've just come to the realization that it's all bullshit and that you're being fed lies. You know, at this point, you're just kind of reading the news and just like, oh, again. It, and like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. Makaya Bryan was also not an adult. She She's was like, 16 years old. like 15, 16, something like that. And people are trying to use like, oh, look at her, look at her TikTok videos and Instagram videos, and it's like, yeah, okay. I'm sure that a lot of other murderers are very nice too at some points in their life. I'm sure like, they also have some friends. Like, but if we go back to the Snapchat memories we have when we were 16, 17 years old, we're having a good time. Yeah, and but, it's like, that but the, if I'm about to stab somebody, I'm also liable to the police shooting me. Yeah, and it's like I'm gonna bring up I'm gonna bring up the taser situation again because they're like, oh well, you could have tased him. There's. Oh my god! Do people not know how fucking adrenaline works? Didn't they say that that specific? Um, region wasn't given tasers either well that's another thing too a lot of precincts are not given and, um, and even tasers. then and even then let so, hi, hypothetically speaking let's say he had a taser right i'll put this hypothetical like hypothetically his taser's out hypothetically he shoots it with the taser right that's not gonna stop an arm from going forward with a steak knife well there's also steven crowder made a very good point in saying imagine you have a gun that only holds one bullet, and that bullet is not lethal. That's a taser. Well, we've seen on... I keep thinking of body cam, but we've seen... I mean, it's relevant. The amount of times on relevant. body cam that they try and tase someone, it does absolutely nothing. Or they and miss. And then on top of that, when they're not given tasers, it's, it's 90% of the time due to training or funding. So when the argument of defund the police comes along... And they want to go with quote unquote a more non-lethal route. How are they going to afford it without the proper funding? Right, and another thing too. It's like I, I forget where I, I think I think I was watching again another interview with an officer, and they were saying, well, in our department, you have to reach a certain rank in order to actually get access to a taser. Otherwise, you're given a gun. Yeah, and like and going back to like what I was saying, like and even like you said, like people can eat tasers and keep going like and i'm not gonna like micaiah bryant wasn't small she wasn't small and she was also moving around too much for a taser to be accurate before she did and then, extreme harm to that other girl and then even like i said beforehand adrenaline really comes into play in that situation because let's be honest like i'm just gonna bring up sports for an example real quick right uh, let, let's say it's like an intense baseball game, right? You're feeling it, your adrenaline's pumping, fuck yeah, I'm excited. You get hit by a pitch, do you feel it instantly? No. When no. do you feel it? When you're walking down first base. Exactly, because you're like, okay, I got hit, ow. Yeah. Because you're not worried about it at that point in time. And like somebody can be like, oh shit, I'm getting tased. Fuck, ow, this hurts. Because it could take a second. There's videos of people, like you said, just eating tasers and moving along like Especially it was nothing. Especially if they're, and I mean, a lot of the videos I've seen have statistically been men, but, you know, height and weight-wise, men yeah, like, I've seen, are bigger guys. So when, when you're trying to tase someone who's bigger on top of all of that, the amount of effect it's going to have, I mean, a taser is a taser, but when you're tasing someone who's bigger than the average person, it's... And let's it, just, it's, it's not as effective. And let's just go back to the hypothetical. Let's say he did use the taser. Let's say the knife penetrated this woman. Let's say this woman bled out and died. Is Micaiah Bryant going to get arrested? Or are we going to fucking patronize the cop for not shooting her when needed? Because it would have been another thing. It would have been, oh, he didn't protect this black life. And oh, he killed another black life. It's a lose-lose situation for this fucking cop who did his job. And while I'm at it, 
Fuck you, LeBron James. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, especially for cops anymore. And what? And to debunk the whole taser argument, it's like again, if you the taser comes out with two prongs, if one prong misses or doesn't land the right way, doesn't work. And people are trying to say the the whole narrative. Oh, well, like, he killed her without hesitancy. It's like, well, if he hesitated a split second, that knife is in that girl's abdomen, and she could probably bleed out to death. Like, so there are vital organs there. Exactly, and that's what she was going for. And then people were just like, "Oh, well, cop could have shot in the air." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, but like, usually in a fit of rage, you don't necessarily hear everything that's going on around you. You kind of see red, especially if you're about to try to kill somebody. Absolutely. And you're not going to pause for something like that. You're probably and her arm was already mid motion. You probably have to snap a few ligaments to get her arm to stop. I mean, like, again, we play baseball. You understand how hard it is to stop swinging a bat when you've already started full motion? Yeah. It's practically fucking impossible. Yeah, like, check swings are hard as shit. Yeah, and that's why a lot of players fail doing so. And those are trained players, and they're kind of taught to check swing. Do you think Micaiah Bryant was taught to, like, kind of hold her arm still as soon as a gunshot goes off? Because, No, she, she wanted to kill that girl. She was going to, had the cop not intervened, and... Not to mention, the girl that that cop saved came out and thanked the cop for and, saving her life. And yet, no one cares about her. I, I do think I want to bring up really quick. It's it's an interesting argument that oh, you've never had a knife fight before. Wait, wait, have you not heard that? No. That's been all over the news. Everybody's just been like. Oh, it's just it's just a it's just a high school fight. I mean, we've all seen knife fights before. Oh my god, dude, Kathy Griffin was just like in high school. There were so many knife fights. It's not even funny. I'm just like, they're what like, fucking high school did you go to? Exactly. And I'm just like, they're like, oh, it's just a schoolyard fight. You know, we had fights in high school, and you know, uh, knives were pulled all the time. I'm just like, it wasn't no. a schoolyard fight. The other the girl getting attacked was thirty. And like it wasn't even a knife fight because for a knife fight to be constituted as a knife fight, there's gotta be two had, knives. And I'm sorry. And the cop brought a gun to a knife fight and fucking won. I'm sorry, but that wasn't a knife fight. That was an assault with a deadly weapon. That was. <laughs> like, a, I don't know now, what else you want me to tell you. Now, now hold on. That was attempted murder. A- absolutely, that was attempted murder. Well, that is essentially assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, still. But you know, fucking, like, I've seen fights before. I've seen school fights. Oh, I have too. Never had I ever seen like, dude, like playing sports in high school. Do you know how many fights happen in the fucking locker room? I can imagine. Like, it's not like it's like like literally, I, like if we get pissed off at one of each other, all right, go to the locker room, randomness. Nobody has ever pulled out a knife in the fucking locker room and been like, all right, let's do it. Because if they did, we're beating the shit out of them. Well, not only that, you're also probably gonna fucking run away from them like that one girl did. And hope that a cop is nearby to take down the threat. That's exactly what the cop did. The cop was absolutely within his purview of doing what he was supposed to do. And the fact, and again, that case itself just unveils the hypocrisy and the idiocy of Black Lives Matter. Because again, what the fuck is the cop supposed to do in that situation? Because again, if he shoots Micaiah Bryant, you deem him as a racist and you say that all cops are pigs. If he doesn't shoot Micaiah Bryant and lets that girl get killed, he's gonna get damned for not protecting that other girl. Yeah, and I if saw he, this. I saw this video, right? It was a TikTok. It was a humorous video, right? And it was this cop, right? Oh, I think I saw this. He's like, hey, uh, guys, uh, can you not, please, like, guys, can someone get LeBron on the phone? Yeah, that one. <laughs> can someone get LeBron on the phone, please, guys, please? No, stop. Uh, hey, hey, yeah, Le- LeBron. Yeah, uh, I got another black girl gonna stab another black girl here. I don't know what to do. What? 
I, I just kind of gotta let it happen, but a girl's gonna die, huh? Uh, I'm, and I, I, I mean, I, I, I do agree with you, Black Lives Matter, but it's like, uh, 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 okay, Mr. James, okay. Sorry, hey, guys, this okay. is a kid to it. Uh, carry on through day. You're on your own, guys. Uh, what? What? Yeah, Space Jam 2 was good, LeBron. And then he said Michael Jordan's to go, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, I didn't say anything. It's Kareem, but. Yo, he got suspended for that. Good. No, no, no. Oh, I thought you meant LeBron. No, the cop got suspended for that. Uh, fuck you. Why? I don't know. The cop just got suspended. Public outrage should not lead to a suspension. And That's again, justified. And again, why? It wouldn't be surprising to me at all if cops just start quitting in mass. It's like and like my, they, and and honestly, like I don't want them to, but at this point, I think they should. Yeah. To, and like to anybody, like, have you ever seen a schoolyard fight? Oh, have you seen her TikToks? Have you like she was a good girl? Why hasn't someone sensible shot you yet? And why is no one caring about the girl she almost killed? Who is also a black woman. Do black, do, does her life not matter because... Uh, they only her, matter when they're not fucking there anymore. It's like, does her life not matter because the girl trying to kill her was black and the guy who shot the girl trying to kill her was white? I, I don't know. I, like, where's the logic? God forbid we change the races a little bit. Then he's a, then he's a hero. Again, if it was a white guy trying to stab a black guy and a, and a white cop shot the white guy trying to kill the black guy, it would, it would be heralded. And then, uh, let's change scenarios. What if it's a black cop that shot the black girl who was trying to stab the black woman? Oh, no, because then those cops are part of the, are part of the racist system, and, and they're part of the racist system that's promoting white supremacy, and they're just, they're just too dumb to realize They've it. been brainwashed in a quote-unquote Uncle Tom's. Oh, yeah, poor, fucking poor Tim Scott, man. Or, or, as, or as the people of the community like to put it, they're coons. Yeah. And I, I just don't understand, like, why is there so much anti-black rhetoric towards black people when there's a difference in political opinion? People are so quick, so fucking quick. Black person, like, for the black community, if a person in their community doesn't agree with, like, the liberal ideology and is a more conservative black person... They're deemed as an Uncle Tom. They're deemed as somebody who doesn't fit the who doesn't fit the description or the qualifications to be black. The biggest curse word in the world right now is black Republican. Yeah. How and, dare you? How dare you betray your own race? I'm like, well How okay, dare you and, have and, your own opinion? And you have and going back to Tim Scott, you have white liberals on Twitter right now calling Senator Tim Scott Uncle Tim, and they're grossly trying to justify it by saying Oh well, technicality. He is a uncle to his brother's children, so he is technically Uncle Tim. But you're like, making it a race thing. You're just as racist as the people you're trying to say are racist. What? Get no, no, that they are. I'm sorry, but as a Republican, I like to think that I am in no way, shape, or form racist, and I can kind of point out racism when I see it. And I'm sorry, but that's just being racist towards somebody just because you don't like their opinion, and like that is. The epitome of racism. Same thing with people who oppose voter ID because they say it disproportionately affects minorities because minorities are somehow incapable of getting voter ID. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but this is literally just the soft bigotry of low expectations or the hard bigotry of no expectations. So I just, I don't quite understand how they can just throw around the term racist when it comes to Republicans and conservatives when they themselves are perpetrating racism on a daily basis just because of a conflict of agreement. It's such a... It's such a very tight rope 
You, you know, like, because you, apparently you're not racist if you're on the left because you agree with everything that Black Lives Matter does. That, and that is bullshit. You know, you're more racist than the people you're calling racist because you have these ideologies of, what is so okay about calling somebody an Uncle Tom? Well, I mean, he actually has a nephew. You're not calling him that because he's got a fucking nephew. You know, it's like you, you know fucking, what you're trying to say. You fucking retard. You, I don't understand how you can justify calling somebody a racial slur. Like, like I can't call, like, I'm not going to call you a racial slur, and I can't justify it if I did. I'm not going to call you a slur of anything against, like, the French people, and I'm not going to justify it. Because I can't justify it. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. So, the, this guy is a white liberal on Twitter. I'm not going to give his name because I don't want to dox anybody, but this is exactly what he said. He goes, fascist snowflakes say liberals are racist for calling Tim Scott Uncle Tim. The same morons say it's called the China virus because that's where it comes from and it's not racist to call it the Kung Flu. Fuck them. I'm just like, dude, you are a white guy trying to justify people calling Tim Scott, a black Republican senator, Uncle Tim. Knowing exactly what it means and still trying to somehow make it okay. And uh, it's, again, it's fucking mind-boggling. Like, trying to... And again, Imagine fighting racism with racism. Dude, my whole philosophy, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I never try to understand the mind of a psychopath because I'll just become as psychopathic as they are if I even try to. And that is how I feel about liberals right now. Because I'm just like, I'm not even trying to understand their mode of thought or logic. Because it just, there's no, there's no thought and there's no logic. So I'm just like, what purpose does it serve for me to try to understand where they're coming from if they clearly make it so that they can't be understood... They can't be reconciled with, and they can't be reasoned with. Exactly. So, again, like I, it, it, I was once thing. liberal. I uh, I understand all of the horrible arguments you idiots put put up, and I'm sorry to say, but you have completely lost me on every single issue there is. Just like you're losing everybody else to all these issues because you guys just don't understand when enough is enough, and you're gonna lose the House and you're gonna lose the Senate. And you're gonna lose the presidency. Sorry, but it's what, it's what the reality is. There, there's no other alternative for you guys. Congratulations on getting exactly what you wanted. We're all fucked now. Exactly. Like, I, things have been so much worse in the three months under Biden than they've ever been under the four years under Trump. Plain and simple. That, that there's been no worse time in America than now. Not because of what's going on in society, but because of the discourse that people are having. And it's funny because, it, like, God forbid some, God forbid this gets out to the world. Like, you're gonna be like, oh, well, you don't like it here? Just move. Why didn't you move when fucking Trump was in office? We should. They should have kept good on their promises and moved to Canada. Like, in all seriousness, well, I mean, I, I, I wasn't serious. I can't afford to move it. And then why'd you say it? Why'd you say it? Why were you against? And like. You couldn't move. And you think you going move, to fucking Canada is going to make the fucking political beliefs any better? It's just as shitty up there as it is down here. And again, you know, maybe to counterpoint, the people who threatened to move to Canada under after Trump got elected, like, they made the argument, like, oh, well, I would, but I can't afford to move to another country. I'm like, under Obama, you couldn't. At the end of Trump, you could. And now under Biden, when we come forward to elect another Republican president, you're not going to be able to afford it until the end of his first term. Because, because it's funny, because it's not going to be just a Trump thing. It's just every Republican after Trump is going to be a bigoted racist. Oh, absolutely. Dude, there are people... You know what's funny? Trump's daughter is a Democrat. Which one? This first initial like run for presidency before he the election that he got in twenty sixteen. Wait, 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 what did you say one more time? 
Trump was initially a Democrat. Oh, I thought you said Trump's daughter's a Democrat. No. I was like, who? No, no Trump, yeah, no, I know. Trump, was, Trump was initially a Democrat. And, was initially, and then was an independent and then became Republican. And it's like, Trump won because he played the election smart. He didn't, he didn't pander like how Biden's pandering to all of you. You know, he, he's letting you hear what you hear, what you want to hear, right? Six months later when he's like, oh, but what about this bill? Uncle Joe's coming. He's going to come through for us. No, the fuck he's not. He's taking a nap in the fucking Oval Office right now trying to have a meeting with all the world leaders dipping out because he's 97 years old. I'm, I'm sorry, but if you think that Joe Biden is a competent president, you guys are, you just don't know anything about politics. The man can't speak proper English. Not even that. It's I'm giving like, full. Excuse me, Joe. What did you say? Did you just have a stroke? I remember, oh my God. The amount of gas that he's had and people are just like, oh, well, he had a... I thought people trying to justify, like, oh, he had a stutter as a child. No, he didn't. I had a stutter as a child. He doesn't have a fucking stutter. Dude, I have seen him in his prime in the Senate. I watched every single second of those Robert Bork confirmation hearings. He did not stutter once. I'm sorry, but, like, if it, if it comes out in an advanced age, I'm not sure if that's a stutter as much as it is just dementia. No, seriously. Like, if you worked on it... I'm sure you don't keep doing it. And I'm sure you don't misspeak the way he's misspoke. I I had to go to speech therapy for my stutter. And I was four or five years old. My dad said it was like the most heartbreaking thing in the world. I got stuck on my whys. And I still suffer from it today, but I'm still, I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. Like, like, it happens sometimes. You've heard it. And it's like, I, and when it happens, I get made fun of, you know, and it hurts. Yeah. And but you know, based on my, you know, God forbid this gets out and my stutter comes out and I'm saying something I don't believe, they're gonna be like, whoa, 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 what did you say? And you're not listening to me. But when Biden does, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what did he say? And you're like, oh, don't make fun of him. He had a stutter when he was a kid. He's probably really sensitive about it. Leave him alone. He's 87 years old. He's an old man. You shouldn't be bullying an old man. How dare you bully an old man? You fucking racist. <laughs> Suck my dick backwards twice on Sundays. <laughs> Alright, so, moving on. Um, going back to the whole race thing, I know you wanted to talk about how racism has shifted in America, so uh, my question, I guess, for you is, um, like, in, in what way do you think racism has shifted? Or, better, a, or better yet, um, where do you see it shifting? It's not, like, because we can all comprehend and agree that the civil rights movement in the 60s was very against the momentum of America in general, the momentum of black people becoming something, you know? Cause yes, and, I, was, and I would argue that the 1964 Civil Rights Act was the end of systemic racism. And with that said, I had a conversation with a gentleman about this at work, you know? I'm not gonna name names. <laughs> you you but, can name names after we get off recording. Yeah, but it was, but you know, it was, he said to me, as a white, straight male in this world today, we don't matter. Oh yeah, we're, he he told me we are public enemy number one, and technically that's not even me, because I'm half Chinese. But again, like whatever happened to this, you know, stop Asian hate, unless the Asian is is a conservative. I've gotten a shit ton of hate on Twitter for not necessarily racial, you know, racially motivated because you can't really see my face in my picture, and you really, and my name's not out there. It's only gonna it's gonna be a matter of time before somebody sees your picture and says anything about like. There's going to be one motherfucker, your eyes aren't open wide enough to see what's going on in this world. Oh, so they say something like that. Yeah, of course. 
but also people don't like. And then to, you're gonna take that with a grain of salt because you're not a pussy. I don't give a shit. But what I don't appreciate is when people lie because remember that guy who shot up those uh, those massage parlors and people were trying to say it was a white supremacist act. Yeah. But then we start talking about the rise in anti Asian hate crimes and the statistics come out. It's like, oh, so actually seventy five percent of these anti Asian hate crimes are being perpetrated by black people. Oh, oh no, all of a sudden it goes away. All of a sudden, all those all those headlines go away. Because there's a lot of other issues out there. Because there's a video, very, very public video, viral video. They beating up every white person. If you white, don't come down this street. Look, a white person beat his ass. Beat his ass. They're pulling these people out of their cars and beating the shit out of them. Dude, did you see if that? If that is not racism, I don't know what it is. Dude, did you see that video of, like, this... And I felt... Uh, so... I was like, Tessa, because we, we went to go grab bagels yesterday morning, and, like, I saw, like, an old Asian couple sitting outside the bagel shop, and, like, you know, like, my heart kind of warmed because it reminded me of, like, my grandparents. Yeah. You know, like, my grandfather who's now deceased and my grandmother who's still alive. Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart to see this video, not because I'm Asian, but because, like, I saw my grandfather in this man. Like, my grandfather who fought in World War Two, and, like, I can go on and on about his story because his story is fucking incredible. Yeah. But, like, it was this old Asian guy getting ganged up by a group of young black guys and they're beating the shit out of him he starts crying and they're mocking him cry and then they say i hate asians i'm just like why is no one talking about the anti-asian racism coming from black people but because black people can't be racist you need to know that oh yeah i love that argument because they've been so oppressed for so long, they're not allowed to be racist. Oh, yeah, How come he didn't know that? Oh yeah, that's right. That's that's right. That's why the uh, definition of racism is now trying to be altered in the Merriam-Webster dictionary to mean that it comes from a place of power. Because black people don't have power in this country, they do. Because black people don't have power in this country, they therefore they can't perpetrate racism. Oh, but um, Asian people, for example, they're they're very anti-black. Therefore, you know, Asians are racist, even though it kind of contradicts our statement. Because you know, Asians, Spanish people are racist too, because. Like, cause, uh, as, like, for example, sometimes they don't, because they may cross the street when they see a black person crossing the street, and the Spanish people are all of a sudden all racist. White people, don't get me started on the white people. Black people, eh. Yeah. Can't be racist. Nope. No. Doesn't exist. It's not real. It's just a form of reparations. Yeah. You know, me walking down the street and possibly getting punched in the mouth. That's not racism. Oh, dude, I know if I were, if I were to have walked down the street in Trenton, the likelihood that I would have gotten assaulted, like, I mean, not, like, not prior to, oh, yeah, not, not prior to COVID, but, like, during COVID. Yeah. Like, if I were to have walked down the street during that time, like, back when, like, people were just convinced that it comes only from Asian people, I would have gotten the shit kicked out of me. Yeah, and, like, I'm going to bring up another, like, story about this, because I, I used to work at UPS. And a lot of the people who work there come from, like, low-income areas because it's a good job for people like that, you know? Mm-hmm. You make a lot of money if you get the hours in. You make a shit ton of money. You get weekly pay. You get health benefits. You know, you're protected, essentially. And I had conversations when this, like, I worked there during these riots. I worked during the riots in Trenton when East State Street was completely closed off because it was down the street from my fucking job. And... uh. I had a conversation with him about it. I was like, how do you feel about it, man? I was like, like genuinely speaking, like, I told him this. I was like, look, dude, white to black. How do you feel about this? And he told me straight up. He said, look, I don't agree with any of the shit that's going on. At the end of the day, we're people. 
and we have to coexist as people. Otherwise, nothing is going to get done. This guy is street affiliated, telling me this. Yeah. Well, another you know, thing too, like I bought weed from this fucking guy. He's telling me this shit. Right. But another thing too is that people, especially white liberals, they like to think that organizations like Black Lives Matter and the NAACP speak for all black people in America. But you know, when they're prompted with a person of color or black person, I, I don't think the term person of color has any merit because uh, it's essentially saying the same thing as colored people. Um, Which is a racist term. Exactly, but people of color makes it just okay. You gotta rearrange the words a little bit. Kind of like, gotta like preempt the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like keep, keep going. I gotta use the bathroom real quick. Yeah. yeah, no, and all I'm trying to say really is just that they act as if the only ones that have a voice are the ones that advocate for social justice causes. And then if a black person comes out and says that there's no racism in America, not that there's no racism, but that America itself is not a racist country, like since Scott just did last night, mm-hmm. they immediately call him out and say that he's an Uncle Tom. So it, there's just a very deep divide, I suppose, in regards to um, mm-hmm. like the idea of race in America. That kind of begs the question, you know, what solves this? You know, I think the divide at this point is so large that what, how, how does this get solved, you know? And I think a lot of people don't want it to get solved. No, because people like the animosity. People like the destruction. People like thinking that they're living in a time of revolution. Because right. it gives them something to do. I'm not saying that I, I that people don't want racism to get solved. That's not what I'm getting at. But I think it's, it's the ideology that, again, social media being able to blow everything up and blow the wrong stories and wrong information out of proportion, even past racism and Black Lives Matter in any situation, that idea that the media can put something out and even if it's the wrong information it can get spread around so quickly that now everyone believes it i think that's the ideology that people don't really want to let go of because that's what keeps it entertaining it's 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 entertainment over ethics at this point well and that's what's a shame about the news media too is that they like to pounce on like what is like a hot button topic right so like i'm noticing a trend Every single time that there's one police-involved shooting that's somewhat questionable, a million other stories come out. Like, George Floyd's murder trial is going on, being conducted. You know how many fucking... What's up, Arthur? Is he cool coming here? Yeah, he's fine. Uh, as long as he doesn't bark, I don't really care. <laughs> but, again, like, the George Floyd trial is going on, all of a sudden there's a slew of police shooting black people. Like... Why is this not reported on throughout the year if it's so persistent? Like, no, like seriously, it seems like it. it that you don't. You only hear about it once, twice a year, and then it, we're supposed to be told that it's like this everyday thing that happens in these communities of people getting shot and killed. But you don't hear about it because there's no footage of it. So it does. So so they don't matter essentially. Well, like for example. Um, I've, I had a friend of mine who was shot in the arm because of gang violence, and then a 15, 16 year old kid died the same night because he was shot in the head. Didn't give a fuck about him because it wasn't copulated. I had a kid I went to school with get shot and killed on gang relations. He was 18 years old. And also, didn't why, matter. Why does also nobody talk about, like, and again, like, I know people try to, like, paint this out to be, like, a, um, like a vilifiable term or, like, a, a negative term. Like black on black crime. Why does nobody talk about that when they say Black Lives Matter? 
it's like, why don't you guys treat each other like your lives matter? Why are you still killing each other on the street every single day in Chicago? Why do you guys talk about gun control when most homicides in America are committed by handguns and are committed from gang-affiliated crimes and drug-affiliated crimes in the inner cities? Like, why is it an issue when the perpetrator is a white person? I don't understand why you guys hold white people to a higher standard than you hold yourselves to. Arthur, what do you think? And I'm not trying to generalize either because most black people don't think like that, but I'm talking more towards the Black Lives Matter organizations and the advocates out there that try to make it seem like black people are going to be systemically oppressed for the rest of eternity and that the only way to solve it is to completely demolish every system in place and to vilify white people. Yeah, and like that's the thing. You're absolutely right because like I was talking about it doesn't matter unless it was done by a white guy. Right. So, because, I mean, also, let's not forget the um, that shooter. I forget where it was. But there was, like, that shooter that got arrested. They found, they had, like, helicopter footage of him getting um, taken away in handcuffs. And he looked white on the camera. But then his information came out, and he was Muslim. And all of a sudden, that story got dropped. Oh, well, we can't have anti-Muslim hate in this country, but... After everything after 9-11? Are you serious? So, yeah, oh, yeah, but we can still talk about how white people are, are demons and devils and, you know, that they have tails and all this shit. It's the term just, white devil? Yeah. And, again, it, it, to me, I just... I think that there is such a disconnect between where one side of the argument is coming from where the other side of the argument is coming from, and they're just not hitting each other. Yeah. Like... Yeah, black people saying that everything is racist. Not black people in general, but you have Black Lives Matter saying everything is racist. And you have black Republicans saying America is not racist. So, again, like, which side do you tend to believe? And it's not a matter of what side you have to believe, but it's more so like, which, and then side, this is, is, which side is presenting substantial evidence in favor of their argument? And then this is where white saviors come in. Because, uh, yes. because white saviors are way more racist than they think they are. Oh, absolutely. Again, because that, they think that's that... That's the soft bigotry of low expectations. They think that they have to speak for these people because they're incapable of doing so themselves. Like, you think Native Americans really give a fuck? About the Redskins, about the Indians, about the Chief Wahoo, about like, the Braves Tomahawk Chop? Like, about the fucking Land of Lakes Butter? Yeah, you, you know, I saw a video about that. It was, uh, it was a picture that said, damn, they took the Native American off Land of Lakes. Typical white people keeping the land and moving the Native Americans out. <clears throat> And I'm thinking to myself, like, that is a very valid fucking point. Like, why is nobody talking about that? Like, that, that, that right there could be picked apart as completely racist. Because I can't even find Land of Lakes anymore because I don't, because I'm so nullified to see the woman from Land of Lakes in the fucking picture and the packaging, right? Like, I'm so used to seeing that. Like, I can't find Land of Lakes cheese anymore, which is bomb. And it's just like, I can't fucking find it anymore. And because the lady's not there. Again, it's like I can't find like like Aunt Jemima for a reason. That wasn't very racist. Right, and it's always like middle to upper class white liberal women. Again, not as a generalization, but statistically, that's who the majority of these Oh no, athletes, please generalize. They hate it. No, but it's like the majority of those who are most active in these activistic act activistic? I don't know what the word would be. I say activism for now. Yeah, and the, and the they're the most active in the activism regarding other people's problems. But they blow it up and they try to make it seem like, oh, this is happening everywhere. George Floyd is just one of them. It's like... I can't name one... 
white on black, white cop on black man shooting that's happened in New Jersey recently. Or one that hasn't been justified. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and then they... It's clearly a Minneapolis thing. Because, like, think about it. Correct me if I'm wrong, Philando Castillo is in Minnesota, right? Yes, but that was just, that was a horrible job by the police officer. I'm not saying that Derek Chauvin didn't use excessive force, but I don't think he actually killed George Floyd. No, I'm not saying that you are. I'm just making the point where it's like, it happens everywhere when you have two prominent kids, three or four cases of it being exposed in Minnesota. Yeah, and again, I, to me, it, I think it's just one of those things that people always have to have something to be enraged about, and they'll pick and choose what they want to be enraged about, and they like to pick on certain things that people can't change, like their race, they like to think that um, like women's rights are always under attack, or that gay rights are always under attack. But at the same time, I'm just like, to what point do we stop holding people necessarily accountable for their own actions? Like, I don't know. Maybe you're not going to get a job as a non-binary person because they, one, can't identify you. They, two, can easily get in trouble and get sued for discrimination if they misgender you. You have to, they have to tolerate your obscure appearance. And God forbid a customer comes in, right? And who helped you with all your stuff today? Oh, the lovely lady back there. What did you say? Like, are you fucking kidding me? God forbid. You know? Because everybody's supposed to know, right? You're supposed to just to tattoo, like, non-binary on your fucking forehead. Because I'm supposed to know automatically because you have a dick and you don't want to be called he. I also remember there was that one... I'm not sure if she was a professor, but she was an activist. I think it was a trans activist or something. And she said that um, a man who identifies as a woman but hasn't go- undergone sex change, sex reassignment surgery, that has a penis, that penis is inherently feminine. <laughs> but, yeah, what? Yep. The, the male reproductive organ, if it is attached to a biological male who identifies as a woman... That, geni- that human genitalia that is mostly compatible with male uh, body types and body characteristics, that genitalia is inherently feminine. That is the... What? I, 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 what? Yeah. That, that was am, an argument that was made. I am fucking... I'm... I, I'm not... I'm usually not at a loss for words when it comes to situations like that, but... Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. But like, well, how does that make sense? It doesn't. Everything, every argument... Can my dog identify as a cat? Is his tail cat tail? Is it, is it feline-oriented? If it, if it chooses to identify that way, yes. If, if my dog fucking meows tomorrow, do I gotta fucking put pointy ears on him and make sure he can jump 40 feet in the air? So, to me, it, it, it's absurd in every single sense of the word. There's no logic behind Oh, wait, I shouldn't have said that, because now they're going to say I'm comparing them to dogs. Oh, God, here we go. You know, hold your... Are you comparing women to dogs? <laughs> no, just hear me out. No, no, but here's an old saying. You want to be a bitch, get treated like a dog. Facts. And there, there's there's just so many sociological issues that are presented with, like, liberal ideology. Like, racism being painted as more severe than it actually is. It's just one of them. You know, that's like, it goes to say, not everything is racist. You know, like, not everything has to have a problem. Yeah. But everything in this world is a problem. Right. And that's where we're falling apart. Exactly. 
So let's move on to something that also you wanted to bring up. Um, people refusing to listen to controversial and inconvenient facts. It's like I was talking about earlier. Truth hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes controversy means truth. Uh, we have examples like, like we've been talking about with George Floyd. About how he had three times the legal amount of fentanyl in the system. Lethal. Lethal. <laughs> and mixed with fentanyl. And maybe some methamphetamine, excuse me. And... Excuse me, talking about Dante Rabbit, whatever the fuck his name is. Um, resisting arrest, having that, that that's a fact no one wants to listen to. Adam Toledo, he had a gun and he was running, that's a fact no one wants to listen to it. Micaiah Bryant was going to kill somebody, that's a fact nobody wants to listen to it. Uh, Jacob Blake was going to stab somebody, that's a fact nobody wants to listen to it. He was going to stab cops after he just beat the shit out of him, raped his wife, fact. girlfriend, whatever it was. Fact. Nobody wants to listen to it. And... It sucks because the truth has become controversial, you know, and controversy should not be even in the midst of, in the middle of lying and telling the truth. Well, there, there shouldn't be anything controversial about stating facts, you no. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and the, the fact there, that... There shouldn't be any threat of harm to speaking things to power and saying things how they are. Yeah, it's like, for example, you have a very strong fact belief... Non-binary doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And people don't want to hear that. They don't. They hate hearing that. Because it makes them feel unwarranted. It makes them feel unloved. It makes them feel unwanted. Yes, Arthur? <laughs> but it makes them feel unwanted. It makes them feel like they don't belong. Keep going. I'm going to the bathroom. It makes them feel like they have all these things wrong with them. Which you do. It's a mental disorder. Exactly. Thank you. But that's not the point here. The fact being is that having controversial opinions or having controversial this really just stems to you not wanting to listen to fact. Because a controversial opinion is pretty much just a fact at this point. Because like I was mentioning earlier with uh, Micaiah Bryant, she was going to kill somebody. She was going to stab somebody. Not a lot of people want to hear that. Not a lot of people want to see the other side of it of where... There could be innocence lying in this cop for doing his job. There are genuine facts about gender dysphoria being a mental disorder and not being something that you're just straight up born to be a woman. You know? Like, I'm sorry that you feel that way and you should probably get psychiatric evaluation instead of being put on a pedestal like you're this brave soul. But it's like, I feel bad for you. I do. You know, and that, that's the thing. I don't want anybody to feel bad for me. Yes, you do. You do. Because you have people who bring up these facts of, like, oh, well, it's been described as a mental disorder. And the likelihood of you even post-op, you're going to commit suicide because the odds are higher. And it's like, they don't want to hear that because it makes them feel even more uncomfortable than they already are in their own skin. When yeah. you, It's like, genuinely speaking, I have never seen another mental disorder be so glorified the way that gender dysphoria is mm-hmm. yeah when it comes to transgenderism and non-binary for me i don't really have an opinion on it just because i, I just feel like it, it doesn't really um involve me yeah so i kind of just like it eh, no one's hurting anyone no, uh, but then, then again if, if they are hurting people in a sense where it's glorifying mental illness then then i get it yeah cause it's um, like imagine putting schizophrenia on the same level that gender dysphoria is put at right now right it's like imagine seeing somebody walking down the street like hitting themselves in the head going shh shh 
please no stop yes king Come <laughs> i on. think i think one of the conversations i've been having lately is especially with situations like makai bryant and then all of that where all this information comes out after and, and there's still be, like these arguments where it's like oh well you've never had a knife fight that's that's weird i think it's this, this weird ideology of not being able to admit when you're wrong um and then either not being able to admit when you're wrong or being so set in this mindset that it's like you bend the truth and you bend it to fit the narrative well it's not even they bend the truth it's more so that they just make up their own version of the truth it's like it's like while you're in the bathroom i brought up how gender dysphoria is completely glorified it's glorified and sensationalized. It's not treated like a mental disorder as much as it is treated like, oh, this and, is who you really are. And it's like, I, I was telling Alyssa, it's like, imagine a schizophrenic person walking down the street, right? Smacking themselves in the head. Shh, shh, stop, stop, go away. Yas King, do you King, that's you. Or, or what about the guy who shot up the fucking Colorado theater and who thought it was the Joker? And it's just like, what are we gonna do? Just be like, Yes, you are, man. Yes, dude. Put on that face paint. Laugh maniacally. Dance down the fucking stairs. Come on, dude. Like, really? Why is... I love, wait, wait. I love how mental illness is so stigmatized when it comes to people with a mental illness trying to get a gun. But it's so sensationalized when people want to completely just alter their body and make permanent life decisions. And we're going to let kids do that. Okay. Because kids obviously have the right to choose what gender they are at five years old when they don't even know how to say their ABCs without going L L N N P. Not even that. It's just like they also, like, someone made a really good point the other day. Um, I was watching like a uh, a lecture in a, in a college dorm or something like that. Not a dorm, but like a college lecture hall. And they're saying, well, why do children who are transgender why do they have more societally acceptable names? Because think about it, if we were to let all children choose their own name, do you know how many children would be named like Spider-Man or Bruce Wayne? Like Frankenstein? Like Something like that. And it's just like, it's because the parents are actively involved in more or less coaching their kids to do this. There's a gen, there's a, um, uh, there's a poor kid who was born, mother named him Vagina. That poor kid is going to get absolutely tormented in school. That kid is going to get bullied beyond repair. You know, like, just because his mom wanted him to not be scared of gender norms. And it's, it's ridiculous. I don't understand. Like, people like that shouldn't be able to procreate. <laughs> and, I, and that's a fact. Well, I was telling you about this article that I saw the other day. And the, this woman wrote this whole blog post about how it was titled, My nine-year-old is a mansplainer. How, what should I do and how should I tackle this situation? I'm like... Far left fem- feminism is really going to be the downfall of like maybe. <laughs> what does oh, that mean? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not making you more conservative. <laughs> no. Um. I definitely am. But yeah, shit like that—that that doesn't make any sense. How the fuck can a nine-year-old mansplain anything? He's not even a man. No. Like, like fucking, <laughs> like that's like me going up to a, like a little guy and being like, "Hey, what's up, little man?" And then his mom being like. What did you just call him? I don't know his name. You know, he looks like a boy. He's not a man yet. He's pretty tiny. We're gonna start normalizing, like asking kids to um to uh, to 
to give, give me their fucking pronouns and shit. Yeah, she's like, I identify as this, that. It's like I didn't learn what pronouns was till I was in the fucking like second or third grade. I learned what pronouns were, were in regular English, but they weren't like. I wasn't asking my classmates like, "Oh, how do you identify?" Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, seriously, like, I'm, I'm gonna call you what you look like. Okay, how about that? If I can't tell, then it might get volatile. But <laughs> no, because it's like, it, it's like imagine like. Like, how would you normally, like, if you see a young man in vans, right, mm-hmm. and you're pitching them shoes, right, are you going to ask them, like, what do you prefer to be called? Are you going to be like, all right, come here, little man. Oh, no, because I'm sure at some point that's going to become a hate crime. Because yeah, he was like, oh, that's against midgets. Well, isn't the, the word midget not allowed now? Oh, yes. It's little people. It's, it's a that's no, no. That's way more offensive than midget is. It's like, oh, look at all the little people. Oh, they're so cute. Do you remember that, that vine where they pushed the midget in the in the pool and it made like that, that the like, water droplet <laughs> sound, like like boink. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's like, oh, it's like I really think little people is far more offensive than midget ever could be. Absolutely. Because it's like not even, I don't even care about offense. I'm just like what, like no, but like little people sounds way more demeaning. It, it's it's getting to a point now. It's like what is offensive? What's not offensive? People are saying the word handicapped offensive, and it's like that's like retarded. I was saying earlier. Remember, do, you, would you rather I called you really really legs no feely? Like at, at this point, like <laughs> what do you, yeah, what do you exactly. want from me? But like, dude, remember how the fucking major leagues had to change the DL to the IL? Oh my fucking! It's the disabled list. Oh, but disabled is a, a derogatory term. What do they? What does IL stand for? Injured, Injured list. list. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, exactly. I'm injure myself. Yeah, see, no, because if I, uh, like, I would be, if I hurt my shoulder to the point to where I can't throw a ball, my shoulder is disabled from throwing a ball. That has nothing to do with my mental health. Yes, I'm also injured, but I have a disability of throwing a ball at that point in time. Why the fuck is everybody getting pissed off at the word disabled? Uh, uh, like, like, what if I fucking turn off a machine? The machine is disabled. Because is that wrong? Is it injured? Am I going to put the machine on the injured list? It's because fascism always starts with trying to control the language. It always starts with trying to tell people and teach people and coach people how to talk and in, what to say. In layman's terms, y'all are no better than Hitler. They aren't, if you think about it. Literally, it's not a matter of they're no better than them, but it's just like they, there's a similar ideology into the totalitarian power drive behind liberal ideology. They literally want to control how you talk and how you refer to people. And by doing so, they're trying to alter language to have different meanings than what were originally dictated. And they're trying to essentially tell people that if you don't abide by these terms and if you don't abide by our societal, our new societal standards, you are no longer welcome. That's why they always are so pro-like ousting Republicans and trying to make them appear to be villains and how is that again not to whoever that woman was from the mandalorian that got fired because of her comments oh, poor fucking lady but it's like i'm sorry but like i don't see a distinction between how people are treating their conservative associates at least you know in the more extreme senses and how the german people were very anti-jewish after a certain period of time because the government told them so yeah. Like, the government and media is literally telling you to hate Republicans and conservatives. And you are 
essentially committing acts of character violence against them. There's a video out right now of one of the head execs of CNN bragging about how their whole thing to get Trump out of office worked. Exactly. You know, that like why like why are we letting these people completely brainwash us and fill us with their opinions? You know, like we we, we were born into this world to have our own set opinions. We were born into this world to make a difference. And the only way we make a difference is standing out from the crowd with the opinions that we have instead of the opinions that are given to us. Right. And that's where we're at right now, where opinions are just funneled like it's like a fucking beer bong of stupid opinions. And it's like, oh, uh, well, Republicans are all racist. Well, like, oh, fucking non-binary is the real thing, and we gotta respect it. Not only gender dysphoria is not a mental disorder. Not only do we have to respect it, we also have to cater to it, even though it's still an extremely as if there was like even if it were real, they would still constitute a very, very small fraction of the population. Yet people still feel the need to put their pronouns in their bios. And, e- and even then, it's like there's no signs on any public fucking thing that says no transgenders, no non-binary, there's no, no, like it's not like back in the sixties and fifties where there was like colored water fountains or like colored libraries, colored schools. We don't have transgendered schools. We don't have transgender water fountains. We don't have transgender anything. If you wanted to be a part of the our old- community, and now you're a part of it, and it's still not good enough. The only thing that should be separated for transgenders is athletics. Exactly. And I can go on a fucking rant about that. You guys want to play sports? Have your own league. Exactly. Women wanted to play their own sports? We gave them their own league. Like, for example, I'm... you. Handicaps wanted to play their own sports. We gave them their own league. What makes you any different? Exactly. And like, here, like I'm very big in mixed martial arts, right? Yeah. I love MMA. I love the UFC. I love Bellator. I love One Championship. I love all that shit. And there was this one transgender fighter goes by the name Fallon Fox destroying these female fighters like breaking skulls dude like literal orbital bone fractures off of a jab and literal brain damage to these women because they're getting hit by a man who transitioned to a woman in his 30s he still has all the muscles that he had when he was a man yeah, let's also not forget that like 4 year old like biological male college basketball player Oh God! Yeah. Sorry, not to interrupt. Um, they just released body cam footage. No, um, genetically modified mosquitoes. Oh, why? And they're starting them out in Florida. Why would they release them? What um, would they do? What's the benefit? So apparently, only female mosquitoes are the ones that bite. So they genetically modified a specific. Don't breed. say that. That's misogynistic. <laughs> Um, what about the mosquitoes, transgender mosquitoes, huh? Mosquitoes who use she, her pronouns. Um, so... Biological female... <laughs> cisgendered so, mosquitoes. So they genetically modified a specific breed of male pronoun using mosquitoes um, to track down the females and help them lay eggs before adulthood, which would make them die sooner. And leading to fewer mosquito bites. In the okay, US. so this just leads to the patriarchy. Um, essentially, the mosquitoes are going to take over, and my pronouns are n- are now mosquito. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, fucking, someone's gonna take that and make it seem like, oh, see, men want to take over the world anyway, so now yeah. they're using genetically altered fucking bugs to bring a patriarchy to the oh, insect men life. Oh, think about his sex. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he 
even the mosquitoes. <laughs> Do they even have dicks? They're bugs. I would assume so. Like I'm like I've never heard about the anatomy. Of, I never cared if a mosquito was a male or a female. Who gives a shit? I don't, I don't like mosquitoes. Is, 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 is this gonna go into a thing of how? Oh well, now you're just fucking. Uh, putting females in this whole light that they're aggressive and they like to bite and punch guys, y- y- you know. Oh no, 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 no! They're saying that mos- female mosquitoes liking to bite is a bad thing. Therefore, they're trying to somehow uh, diminish their sexual out their sexuality because they like to bite. Is there going to be a Me Too movement among mosquitoes? Essentially, yeah. Or a feminist movement. We're going to reclaim our sexuality. We do like to bite. You just imagine going outside the fucking colony of mosquitoes. <laughs> fucking mosquito signs and shit. With the pussy hats from um, you, the Marshall Washington. Can you imagine yeah. accidentally ending mosquito feminism by, like, squashing one? <laughs> like, dude, I just saved the fucking bug colony. Like, ow, fucker. Yeah. Dude, I, I just... It's no bearing on my life smacking the shit out of a mosquito. Now I gotta make sure it's a woman or not? <laughs> We come zoom on. out into the universe oh, and someone on, accidentally smacks us like that. Yeah, you, right. You can't, you can't hit a, you can't hit a woman, mosquito or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking dumb. What? That's that's so fucking stupid. Oh, they're like, genetically modified. I don't understand. I like how they released them in Florida too. They're out like, of all yeah, places, Florida's weird enough. If to they, watch if the, it, watch no. them fucking mutate, and all of a sudden we have super mosquitoes. No, oh no, my God, no, look. One of them's gonna land on a fucking Florida crack rock and get fucking crack energy, and we're just gonna get multiple mosquitoes colonizing to like fucking from Tijuana all the way to fucking Timbuktu, and they're just gonna ravage the fucking United States, and then we're gonna be in a mosquito crisis. They're gonna be a mosquito COVID, and they're all horny. All these mosquitoes oh are horny. They're hot and horny coming right out of Florida. Uh, real hot mosquito shit. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, anyway, go. <laughs> Going back to our lovely conversation, I mean, like I can't even think about what we were talking about. I'm just thinking about uh, like we're, we're about, about, about mosquitoes, the, gender equality. You're talking about the non-primary, the primary <laughs> elections. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's just saying it. Now. We're talking about the fucking non-binary bullshit. How? I'm sorry, it, it doesn't exist. Um, you have a mental illness and you want attention. That's the most economically safe for you. Um, you're transgender is one thing if you, if you are non-binary you're either a guy that likes to dress up like a girl or a girl that likes to dress up like a guy I, there's nothing that's called the drag queen RuPaul's good at it drag queen or drag king I mean a million other shit there was a whole show glorifying it you're very welcome I have seen a drag king before that must have been fun yeah she um, well she was actually very feminine out of drag she had really long blonde hair and then uh, she was like, yeah, I gotta go get ready, because I was seeing a drag show that night, and I was like, oh, okay. And uh, she came out, hair all in a hat, beard drawn on, abs drawn on. She was doing the whole Chandam Tatum thing from uh, Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. Yeah. She just did it for fun. I don't know. You know, I just think that there's... See, I don't mind like drag queens and drag kings, because they're not making it a problem. Well, some of them are now trying to come out as non-binary. Then you have psychopaths like Sam Smith who can't make up his fucking mind. And, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry, but there's there's too much going on with it. A, a line needs to be drawn somewhere, and I draw that line in between man and woman. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, so. Next topic, um, something I actually want to talk about, because, I mean, I'm not sure you've been keeping up with it, but the, they're talking about packing the Supreme Court. I, I read your tweets. And I'm not happy about it. 
I literally said on election night, or election day, I should say, when I cast my... Actually, no, I didn't cast my ballot on election day. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> Dude, the mail-in voting. Um, no, like, the night I got my ballot, I literally sat there and just stared at it. I tried to weigh my options. I was like, do I want to vote for Trump, someone I morally disagree with? Well, agree with politically? Or do I want to just vote libertarian and vote for neither? So I ended up choosing Trump because I was like, well, neither Biden nor Harris confirmed whether or not they would try to pass the Supreme Court, and that terrifies me because as an attorney, I don't want the law to always change, nor do I want to have to abide by laws that are mandated by liberal ideologues because it's essentially what packing the Supreme Court would do. Yeah, It would legalize late-term and post-birth abortions, and it would radicalize society in regards to hypersexuality. It would codify a Burge Shelby Hodges probably, get rid of guns, do all kinds of ridiculous shit, and that's just not how the law is supposed to work. It's not supposed to be politicized like that. So when they when they didn't confirm or deny that they would do it, that made me think that that's pro- they're probably going to go for it. Lo and behold, two months in, all of a sudden they're talking about packing it. And I have never been more like frustrated than I have been with this whole thing because it's like, it, it, and it's like it's like they're trying to fix something that isn't broken. Exactly. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's an old saying. They're, they're throwing a temper tantrum because. Uh, they, they claim that the Republicans rushed through the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett. And I'm just like, they didn't rush through it. They, they literally followed historical precedent, and you guys just want to try to act as if that wasn't historical precedent. Like, we're not going to talk about how the most prominent judge, probably, in Supreme Court history had passed away. I wouldn't call her a prominent judge. Justice? Well, okay. Name one, name one opinion she wrote. I mean, she was against packing the Supreme Court. She was, but I wouldn't call her prominent. Like, yes, she was... I will say that she was... They found her much more prominent after she died, because I want to say when... They, they found her much more prominent more towards her death. Right. That's when they started writing books about her. That's when they coined the term Notorious RBG. It's like when they knew that she, like, you know, was barely kicking. That's when they started glorifying her. But yeah, and they that... didn't give a shit about her up until then. And, like, what did, like, Amy, whatever the fuck her name, even say that got everybody so pissed off that she wasn't even going to be in, like, they got her fucking... Dude, they were opposed to her just because she was a Trump nomination. Is that it? That, yeah. She hadn't even spoken a word publicly, and they were automatically vilifying her. They were saying that she was against women's rights, that she was somehow, like, this tyrannical, totalitarian Supreme Court... Uh, perspective justice and I think people don't understand that she went to a non-Ivy League school worked her ass off her entire life and usually people who work their ass off don't have big families no she has what I think five biological children and three kids she adopted from Africa and the Caribbean islands Mm mm-hmm and yet people try to paint her as, out as racist. I think they tried to like say that she was saving face by adopting these kids. And I'm like, that doesn't she, make sense. She adopted them almost at birth, and they are well into their younger years. Yeah, and it's like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, how are you going to literally be mad at somebody for taking a child out of a situation that they were going to suffer in? 
and, and that a child's up for adoption for a reason, you know? Yeah, and people are just stupid, you know. They 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 don't because they don't like her originalist uh, philosophy, which is what a Supreme Court justice is supposed to have. They immediately assume that somehow she is um, anti-left and this like hardcore right wing like. Well, I mean, I think we've come to the conclusion that anybody who doesn't who has a slate disagreement with anything on the left is anti-left. Oh yeah, I mean, look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is arguably very liberal, and people still try to paint him out as a right-wing hack. Joe Rogan is one of the most liberal guys I've ever met when it comes to his views on like pot and everything, and it comes to his views in general. The only thing he really says that gets people upset was this mask thing and this fucking thing that he has against transgenders in sports and guns. Yeah, like that's it. And like, people try to paint him like he's oh no, he's he's just a breeding like his podcast is breeding grounds for future neo-nazis i'm just like dude shut the fuck up elon musk is not a future fucking neo he has comedians on the fucking podcast are they fucking neo-nazis is bill burr a fucking neo-nazi is fucking burt kreischer tom segura brian callen are they fucking neo-nazis joe rogan is the furthest thing from a fucking neo-nazi i've ever seen in my life i love joe rogan i've been a joe rogan fan for years and years and years and years before i even found out he was a comic because I found him on Fear Factor. So did I. I love Fear Factor. And, and then, then, he was, then he was on Chappelle's show? Yep. And then I found him on, like I said, I'm a big MMA fan, and he does commentary for the UFC. And that motherfucker is a black belt. He can kick your ass. He knows what he's talking about. And he's one of the more energetic commentators. Like, if you've ever watched a fight, if somebody gets dropped, Joe Rogan's the first one. Oh, what a shot. I can't believe it. He's the best commentator in sports right now, if you ask me. Mm, yeah. And I would like to see him uh, broadcast a uh, baseball game. That would be fucking fun. That'd be awesome. like, 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 replace Joe Buck and put fucking yes, and Joe put Rogan. Joe Rogan in yes, for Joe Buck. Because like, I could just imagine Joe Rogan, like, we got a 2 1 count, here comes the ball. Oh, it's gone. It's fucking gone. Oh, no, no, wait, one in track power. <laughs> Because he gets so gassed. It's like this guy who does commentary for the Flyers. His name is Jim Jackson. Yeah. And, like, he's the most energetic guy I've ever seen do hockey, you know? Because he's, like, everything of, uh, like, I'm just going to name a bunch of Flyers players. Uh, like, Jouer to Kateria, Kateria to Borchek, back to Kateria, and a shot! And it's wide right. <laughs> it, it's entertaining. And that has nothing to do with, like, and Joe Rogan is entertaining. And that's why people like him. He's entertaining. His views are literally pretty against right-wing ideologies except his transgenders his guns and anything but, else but like transgender like his view on transgenders in sports like he, anybody like, a, like it's not even right-wing it's just like it's common sense like seriously like it, it, it's not it's not offensive for me to say that men are naturally stronger than women it's a, it's a fact it's a scientific fact biological fact and then when you start pumping them with hormones that don't interact well with their body then they become more prone to injury and they could easily become very sick and then like because i saw this video a long time ago this guy he's it was a joke video right this guy had the world record for like deadlift for women set up um transition to women a transition to a woman to break the world record smash the world record and then transition back to a man that's basically what they're doing yeah they're just like yeah no, no I don't there was this high anymore. school there was this high school wrestler who transitioned from female to male and they were still having her wrestle women and another one you mean you mean male to female wrestling women yeah that yeah i'm sorry but and then the same with a track uh, like there was a track star who did the same thing in texas um like i brought up fallon fox 
you know, that's like my more that that's the one that pisses me off the most because that was genuine, like hurting somebody mm-hmm. that could have genuinely killed somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, and just because you didn't want to tell them no because of their fucking post-op surgery. Like, look up a picture of Fallon Fox and tell me if that person is supposed to be fighting women. Like, seriously. Dude, anybody who is not a biological woman should not be fighting women. <laughs> like, look at a picture of Fallon Fox. Yeah, see? Show him. What does it say? Make a picture. See, jacked. Did she misgender her? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's a male. That was that was fighting women. That's a guy. And there's a video of her getting fucking dropped by a woman. And it's great. It's awesome. She got knocked the fuck out. And it was deserved. It's like, dude, am I nuts? It's a dickless dude beating the shit out of a woman. Cool. She go burr. It's gonna get a DQ for a nut shot in a fucking women's fight. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no. So, uh, anyway, going back to packing the Supreme Court. I mean, That took a turn. Yeah, it did. Um, <clears throat> so I mean, like, my views on it are obviously probably like, unique to this group in a sense because I'm also the only person going for law, and I'm also the person who is probably the most conservative out of all of us, I'd say. I'd say so. Yes, and like it has nothing to do with conservatism because, I mean, like even Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself was against packing the Supreme Court. Yeah. As was Joe Biden for years until like a month ago like and there's a reason behind that it's because I think most people can agree that out of the three co-equal branches of government if any of them are to never be influenced by politics it is the Supreme Court it is the body that literally decides the laws that we are governed by and the fact that they have to apply the founding document of the Constitution to everyday life and to make sure that the Constitution is being upheld day in and day out by laws that are being implemented. So it's literally the final check and balance. Like the the court is the court of last resort because there's nothing else that can correct what they do. And if you pat the Supreme Court, you automatically make it a political body. You automatically bring politics into it. You would pack it with because conservatives will never pack the court unless the Democrats or unless uh, liberals pack the court first. Yes. And that's, again, it's going to happen. If they pack the court, say they add, I think they want to add either four or six justices to either make it 13 or 15 total as opposed to nine. Well, I don't like odd numbers. Well, it has to be an odd number because there has to be a deciding vote. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But it's like, I don't like the idea of having more than 10, 11 people. It's like, I, don't, I don't want more than nine. Nine yeah, exactly. is more than enough. So, it's like, and the thing is, people who are complaining about Amy, I don't remember her last Coney name. Barrett. That. You know, people are complaining about Coney Barrett. They can't even name the other eight fucking Supreme Court justices. No, they can name the ones that they don't like. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. You know, one of them is actually a Steiner alumni. Did no, you know that? I had no idea, actually. Yeah, Samuel Alito. I really, that's actually kind of cool. I didn't know that at all. It's dope, yeah. To know that I walked through the halls to the same school that he did. Yeah, that'd be kind of, I, you could probably email him and say, hey, I went to Steiner. <laughs> like, give me some fucking advice. <laughs> give me some law school prep advice, bro. Um, but yeah, no, so, again, if you add, first of all, yeah, if you add justices to the Supreme Court, you're immediately turning it into a political body, and now all of a sudden, the very laws that we live by are becoming political and becoming politicized. Um, so that's one thing. For another, who's to say that if 
the Democrats pack the Supreme Court this time around. What happens when the Republicans come into power and they decide to pack it again? And they get more justices on their side. And then it'll literally just be an arms race up until that point. Yeah, that's going to be, why are they packing the court? Why are there 500 justices? I thought we were settled at nine at the Civil War. It's like, yeah, we were until you psychopaths decided to start putting more wrong. Why are there so many Republican judges and everything on the Supreme Court? I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. You did. You absolutely did. You opened the floodgates to that. and You made your bed and I fucking lie in it. And people are also stupid because they don't know how the fucking how the administrative abilities of the executive branch work. They don't realize that if there are vacancies on the district of federal courts, you're supposed to fill them if you're the president. So when Donald Trump filled like however many empty spots on those courts that he did, people were just like, oh, well, that's secondly court packing. I'm like, no, it's not. That's him doing his fucking job. Court packing is adding more justices to get your way. Can we at least agree on the terms? Like it, it, it's only against like it doesn't, it doesn't. It, I'm so like at a loss with it because none, none of it makes sense to me. Like I'm not, like I'm, I'm pretty. It's pretty clear cut. I'm not like completely diverse in law talk. I'm not diverse in any political talk. I can hold my own, but I hear this dumb shit. It's just I can't wrap my head around how it's only okay. If your side is doing it, it's like and like you and I had this conversation in the car. P- political discourse is supposed to happen. It's like, but we can't have it because everybody's got to be right. Well, not only that, like, I I made a really long-winded Instagram post about it on my other Instagram page. Yeah, and I I think that it's become one of the things where people are okay with radical ideologies so long as they are meant to upheld a certain system or mode of thought that they hold but say if if donald trump got elected in 2016 and then two months into his presidency said he was going to pat the supreme court do you understand the liberal outcry that would have come about they would have thrown a shit fit over it would have been riots there would have been there would have been people's the same people that are saying they should pat the court now would be like Absolutely denouncing the move to pat the Supreme Court. Absolutely. Or they, they'd be saying what the Republicans should do if the Democrats decide to pat the court. They'd say, oh, well, when we get in power, we'll just add more. And it's like, well, then, again, then you just make it into an arms race because what are you going to do? You can't stop it at that point. It's, a, it's an unstoppable train. There's going to be, like, 35 members on the fucking Supreme Court by the time it's, like, 2050. Not even that, dude. They're, dude, by the time... If, I'm being generous and giving them like 30 years. I, I would say by the time, like there could easily be 35 justices on that court, like two or three presidents from now. That'd be about like 20. And then like, it just like 20, 30 something. And when you add that many people, it just becomes like, it's going to be a meme. You know, it's going to be like a Jedi high council with all these fucking heads in there trying to make these decisions. Right. And then you can't actually have a legitimate like system of governance when it comes to the law, because then how are you going to get everybody? Like, then what happens if you have a plurality vote? Huh? Well, like, like, how does that get decided? No, exactly. It doesn't make fucking sense. There's too much people. Like, people think that reform is always good. And it's just like, if the system is not broken, you don't need to reform it. Not everything needs to be fixed because not everything's broken. Most things are actually working very well. Like there are certain things that are broken that no one's paying attention to, but it's like the things that aren't broken are told we're told that it's broken because they have right ideologies. And not even right ideologies, but it's like they have ideologies of what's best for the American people. 
Well, I don't think that the people who are proposing this think that it's in the best interest of the American people. Yeah. They're just power hungry. Yeah. Because they're looking at it this way. They have control right now of the executive and the legislative branch. The only thing they don't have control over right now is the judicial. Yeah. And they want control of all three. But to me, it's just mind-boggling to me that Democrats are really just so fucking power-hungry that they're willing to take such extreme measures that will alter essentially how the country is ran, run probably for the next century unless it gets fixed you know, right here, right now. Yeah. But, again, Republicans would have never proposed court packing, even if... Even if the Supreme Court, when Donald Trump came into power, was eight to one in favor of the liberals, yeah, they would have never favored court packing. Absolutely, ever. ever. They would have said no. Like we'll just let them run their course, and when it's time to replace them, we'll replace them. They don't. It's just it's an extreme measure to take. It's not a favorable one for most people, but again, social media will have you think otherwise because it was literally trending. On Twitter for like days that people were advocating for them packing the Supreme Court and I'm just like you would think that because it's trending on Twitter like oh it must be very popular it's like well how about you actually ask every American and see what they actually think about it tell them what the ramifications of it are and then see if they don't change their mind it, it's, it's as simple as that it really is so but it, if they pack the court it's just gonna ruin everything and it's gonna ruin literally, my career. <laughs> literally, nothing's gonna get done if and if the if too much would get done. Like, Plain and simple. Too much would get done, and the thing that's then none of the stuff that's gonna get done is gonna be the stuff that matters. Well, too much will get done, and it'll be done in the wrong direction. Exactly. You know, it'll be things that are irreversible at that point. Um, yeah. All right. So, let's see, what do you want to move on to now? <laughs> hmm. I'll leave that up to you, buddy. Um, hmm. You can get the EDP stuff out of the way. Okay, yeah, you go for it. Okay, we so, talk about politics for a hot minute. Yeah, so now it's time to talk about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart because I used to really support this guy. So, Bryant Moreland, better known as EDP 445, and for any of you who don't know what that stands for, that stands for Eat That Pussy 445, has been caught in 8K yet again trying to solicit sex from a minor but there's a lot of caveats to this am i gonna come out and support right now of edp no bless you. bless you he is a terrible person he has no business being free i hope he gets very 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 long jail sentences he doesn't deserve to be out in the public right now not at all I can imagine. however the people who exposed him are no better. There is multiple videos of one of the main guys who was involved in the catching of EDP saying the N-word with the hard R on live streams on no, Instagram. That's not a crime. No, but does it... No, but wait, it gets better. I'm not done. He's talking to this 13-year-old spies that he has to get these guys, like, because he uses their pictures to get these guys involved. Literally asking 13-year-old girls to take off their shirts. Okay, so that's a crime. Because they're going to ask to see pictures of their body. That's a crime. And he wants to review it. That's a crime. Saying the L-word is not a crime. 
but it doesn't make but it just makes him a shitty fucking person because how can you be this shitty of a person and then try to catch another shitty person because like his supporters the people who are still riding and dying with EDP which if you do die please but it's like these rider dies for EDP are coming up with all this stuff like we can't say insert racist term here because it's going to upset the insert racist term here are you black you know it just doesn't it doesn't correlate and then in public at a Walmart saying, "Yeah, I've got um, I've got a two-year-old in my basement. I need to get, I need to feed her. She's malnourished. I need to get vitamin D, but that's not the only D I give her." Dude, you're a fucking asshole, you know. And it hurts me in a sense because I was an EDP fan. You know, we talked about this earlier. I got a fucking cameo from the guy mm. for an old friend of ours for his birthday. Yes, for him. And you know, both pieces of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, and I still have the memes, but unfollowed his Instagram, unsubscribed from his YouTube, his YouTube channel is completely gone, uh, I assume his Instagram is completely gone, I haven't looked, but, Let's see if I, can find it. Uh, I think it's like Big Playboy or something, Big Playboy 445, yeah, something like that, I don't know if it's still up or not, or, it is, okay, did he say anything else, or did he release anything? Or? Oh wait, no, it's actually not. It oh. was a fan account. Damn, yeah, it's gone. He's erased himself from the public eye, and you know, it kind of. Like I said, it hurts me in the sense because I used to like the guy. He was funny. We still have memes of our, of him on our phone, you know, and. I don't. I never really got into him. I have a lot of memes of him. I liked him because he had really irrational sports opinions. <laughs> He's a diehard Eagle fan, and it was fucking hilarious, you know? But now I can't, I, it can't be hilarious anymore. Well, I'm so... To say that it's, it can't be hilarious anymore, I mean, like, yeah, what he did is fucked, and it's super legal. He should go to jail for the rest of his life for it. But I mean, like, you could say the same thing about Louis C.K. <laughs> that, that what he did was fucked. I mean, granted, he didn't go to jail. He just kind of got canceled for it. And he came back still, but it didn't. It wasn't a good comeback. Right, but also, like... But, like, this is something you can't come back from. Right. And I get that. I'm, I'm just saying, like... I don't know. I wouldn't say that his stuff isn't hilarious because they're funny. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, like, you know... Like, he, he, he was the funny fat guy. That like that's what he was. The only videos I ever saw from him were the ones that um, Dickhead showed me. Yeah, and like I thought that they were objectively funny because he was just bitching about the Eagles yeah. each time. Like one of my favorite videos he has is like when he's talking about these uh, psychotic ass Eagle fans. He's like, "Y'all are all excited about this Super Bowl," and he rips off his shirt and starts fucking twirling, going, "Repeat, repeat, repeat, repeat." The fuck out of here, and you know it. Like it, I'm more or less talking about this from like a fan's point of view. If I'm talking about it from like my morals, I want absolutely nothing to do with them. You know, I am completely the one. The, I don't hate a lot of people in this world, but the one people I do, the people I do hate, are the people who do anything to children. Yeah. You know, regardless of whether they're fucking three, thirteen, sixteen, I don't give a fuck. You know, if you do anything to a children, if you do anything to a child, and you're above the age of twenty, uh, eighteen. You're fucking terrible. And. Granted, throw the caveat out there 18 and 16, like if you're having 
a relationship as an 18 year old with 16 year olds there's consent laws for that so it's not a, no I, 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 I wouldn't I wouldn't cast moral judgment on someone like that no I, I understand I mean? yeah I understand what you mean by that but it's just like just, just for well, me, yeah no no I get it. it's like just it. for me it, it's uncomfortable for me because I have like I'm the oldest and I have I have three younger sisters right so yeah. me seeing a guy my age talk to like my 15 year old stepsister well that's fucked yeah that's and right. or like let's go back a couple years like if I was 18 talking to my 15 16 year old sister at the time that would really that would piss me off you know, just cause I feel like 18 like you're you're an adult and 16 year olds yeah you have the right to choose when you're 16 17 years old but right. to me it's just make it makes me brutally uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they can't even vote for the leader of this country well they're trying to advocate now that they should and that's going to be a fucking well I, I mean uh, after this we can talk about how I'd rather <laughs> lower the age of drinking and then raise the age for voting but I agree you know, but uh, like I like uh, just a, a little sidetrack here. I don't understand how I can vote for the president of this country, but I can't get a beer at a bar if I'm 18. Yeah, I know. And, and you can join the military. Yep, I can fight for my country, but I can't have a beer. You can do indescribable acts of pornography. <laughs> can't have a beer though. Nope. Anyway, but Bryant have a beer right now. Yep, exactly. Bryant was he's in his 30s, I think. He's in his late 20s, early 30s, I I believe, and. There's a lot, a lot of messages of him describing sex to a quote-unquote 13-year-old girl. Oh, yeah, I saw the one where he's, like, telling her how it's going to hurt because she's a virgin. And I was just like, oh, God. Explaining how it, yeah. explaining how it spreads and explaining how, oh, it, God. Oh. how, like, when you get used to it, I'll go fully. Ugh. Like, dude. It made me so uncomfortable reading it, you know. I like. I, I didn't read much of it because I was just like, I don't want to. Like, I already see enough. Like, because I like Chris Hansen and I like seeing those like crazy like. To catch a predator. Yeah, like, it, to me that's funny because like they always do some like dumb shit. <laughs> they always like have some, like dumb look on their face, and I like seeing that because it's just like, oh yeah, look at that. Well, to, to, just to put it out there, I read all of them, oh, all the uncensored ones. I don't. Uh, every single one of them. It is. Disgusting! It I I got sick to my stomach, dude. Like, cause he's talking about. Was that on how, the dude's website? Um, like the guy who caught him. I think so. Yeah. Like, and, and and I'm gonna go into this guy too, cause the motherfucker never he wanted to release the full video when he could get full monetization rights for it. So he's literally doing it not for the good of the people. He's doing it for the good of his pockets. You know, like, cause he knew that exposing EDP was gonna get him mad bread. Because the guy who did it, hmm? the guy who did it removed his YouTube channel. Really? Check Goldstein? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Because that guy's an asshole. And he literally, he, he did all of this just to get money. You know, he didn't do it to get predators off the street. He literally just was like, he knew EDP had 2 million subscribers on YouTube. He knew EDP had a huge following on like Twitter Instagram, the memes that he has. He's one of the most memeable guys to ever come out in the 21st century. You know, he knew that that was going to be fucking bread. And he waited and waited and waited and waited and dropped this like 57 minute video exposing all the DMs and showing the interview that they gave him outside in front of the, in front of like the place where they told him to meet and everything. And they're not even like pretty much asking him like, why are you doing this? They're like bullying him. And like telling him, well, I mean, you're fat, so you can't really get away from us if you really wanted to. And they kept bringing that up. 
And then the one guy was actually trying to drill points home to him, like, dude, you're gonna go to jail. Like, do you not realize what you're doing right now? And the one thing that pissed me off, EDP asked the one simple question. Is my life over? Yes. Your life is over. You can't come back from it, dude. Like, that's like, that, like it's like, if, it's like you said, Louis C.K., he tried to come back. Couldn't. He was the top comic in the world. Number one, undisputed. All this shit came out, dead. Tried to come back, dead. He's not a cash cow anymore. Guy's almost in his 60s, you know? Louis C.K., really? Yeah, he's an old guy. Damn. He, dude, he's old. He's still younger to me, I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's sad, man. Because like, I've seen this before with some of the guys that I've, like, followed and stuff before like another prominent case i don't know if either of you watched achievement hunter as kids but there was a guy there named ryan haywood he got caught in 4k dming a minor getting pictures grooming them essentially and he was one of my favorite in that achievement hunter group because well one ryan and secondly he just had like he was kind of like me, where I deliver very monotone sayings, and like I just kind of have the same tone of voice, and if I say something funny, it's even funnier, just because I don't have any emotion behind my voice. That's how he was. And he chose his words very well, very well spoken, but there's DMs of him telling a 15-year-old that she's got a wonderful pussy. Oh. You can't defend that. No. You know, and having guys that you essentially grew up with you know, because I watched Achievement Hunter all throughout, like, high school and middle school. Those were my guys. And watching this happen to one of my favorites out of the group, it sucks. And even going into, like, something that I watch, like, now. Even, like, even if I go back to, like, the wrestling side of things. There was a guy there whose character name was the Velveteen Dream. And he got caught in 4K DMing underage girls and underage boys. Trying to groom them, sending them dick pics, and sending them, like, his fucking body, because he's all ripped and shit, and then having them send body pics, because he wants to see them, too. You know, it's it's a smorgasbord of fuck shit. That's the best way I could describe it. And I don't know if it's just, like, they have this era of power to where they think that they can get away with it, but I don't know what goes through these heads, especially EDP, who got caught beforehand doing it. You know, he got caught before doing this and came back because there wasn't enough evidence to put him away. Now they got this whole video. Now they got all these DMs. There's pictures of him in the DM chats. Selfies of him in the DM chats. He's fucked. Yeah, they're not saying why, um, why, what Predator Poachers was, like, the... I was like company, but like the uh, like Predator Poachers version six or something. Yeah, no, no, it, it was like the group. Like it's not saying why they had their um their channel removed, but it probably has something to do with the asshole just going around saying he has a two year old in his basement, dropping hard hours on the live stream, and having evidence of him asking a thirteen year old girl to take a shirt off on the live on a fucking web call. Probably. You know that that doesn't help your cause. He did a good thing by getting the guy off the streets, but he got himself in a world of shit by waiting so long to release the video. This whole situation, honestly, I wanted to just bring up how terrible of a person EDP was, but honestly, this whole situation just really shows that nobody's out for the best interests of people. I think... Because the guy did it for coin. You well, know? yeah. Because there's genuine... Because there's like a membership thing on the Predator Poachers website. 
you pay this much, you get this. You pay this much, you get that. But you pay like a grand, you get exclusive videos. You get to come on the hunt with them. You get to do this, you get to do that. And it's just like, this is all a fucking Ponzi scheme just to get like money out of people's pockets and to get money into his pockets. Because like I said, he didn't release the video until he could get full monetization on it. Mm -hmm. It's a 57 minute video. Yeah. And he has full monetization over it because he knew it was going to get views because of EDP. So like, that's, I don't know. I think, I don't know, like, the vigilanteism is kind of, like, odd to me. Especially because, like, from what I remember, because the one, um, when I was watching, like, uh, I think I was either watching their video that they uploaded to YouTube or another guy, like, breaking down that video. Yeah. And they shared, like, the initial message. And that account messaged him first. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a little fucked. Yeah. Because, I mean... Like, obviously what he did is inexcusable, but, like, there's, there's a bit of, like, an entrapment thing there. No, I know, no, I know what, what you're, I, mean. I know what you're saying, but that's kind of, like, well, the thing is, I, it, I get what you're saying. Put it, to, no, put it to you this way. If that was a government official doing that, then he would have a case for entrapment because he was approached. I'm not saying that it makes it right or wrong, but what I'm saying is, is that it's kind of a piece of shit thing to do. Like, if it you're is. just going to go out of your way to try to do but that to But on somebody. the devil's advocate side of that, he, A, knows what his viewership is. He knows that he's seen as someone who's decently big on YouTube. I hadn't heard of him prior, but he's got a pretty decent viewership and following. He's, what, in his 30s? Yeah, something it's, like that. It's, it's one of those things where also... Uh, yeah, uh, whoever it was shouldn't have messaged him, but especially when you're, what, 13, it doesn't make it okay, but they don't think their their minds aren't developed in the same way yet. Because um, in all seriousness, what it could be, it's like the guy who's doing it, getting these 13-year-olds to like take pictures of themselves and do this and do that, that's grounds for grooming. Well, yes. Right, and it's like... Their, their minds aren't fully developed enough. It, it's, it's, it's fucked up, yes, but they could just be seeing it as, oh, I'm trying to interact with one of my favorite YouTubers and something like that. And what's, what's his name? The, the YouTuber. I just see that as him taking advantage of the situation. It, it's it's fucked all around, but he need it's right, he's I, the adult in the situation. No, 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 but no, but the thing is, is that um, the the account that messaged EDP first mm -hmm. was wasn't that being run by? It was being run by the predator poachers. Yeah, so they the oh. predator poachers approached him first. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that's what I'm saying yeah. is fucked. Is yeah. that they try to entrap him? You know God, what I mean? God, like, I thought it was a genuine 13-year-old. No 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 no, 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 Like, like, this guy recruits 13-year-olds to do this shit. Jesus, this is like to catch a predator, but modern. Yeah, like, and it, it's fucked up because he's asking these 13, 14-year-olds, hey, take off your shirt because they're going to want to see it. Well, yeah, so like that aspect is fucked up. I don't think predator poacher, poachers is doing the right thing by... Like, I understand, like, what they're trying to do. They're trying to actually, like, catch people, like, who would do this, like, if they were actually approached by, like, you know, an underage person. Yeah. Like, even, like, to catch a predator, like, they would literally just have the account set up and they'd wait for the guy to message them first. Yeah. Like, because it's technically entrapment if that's what, if they message them first and try to, not seduce them, but, like, if they try to, like, get them to start doing shit. So, like, 
I don't know, like, I'm not saying either of them are justified. I think is a piece of shit. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think that the way they, that Predator Poachers went about it was a little sleazy. I mean, the only way I don't really find too much fault in the way that they went about it was just because he had been accused and caught doing it beforehand. Like, right, so there's the predisposition argument, which I get. Um, I don't know. I just... It's a terrible situation all around because yeah. I'm losing one of my favorite YouTubers here and he's getting caught by a fucking scumbag. Right. You know, so it's like, it's not it's like... lose-lose. not really in a good mood about it. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's a come and go. You gotta kind of just go with the flow, go with the punches. Yeah. And that's really gotta be it for that. Right, so I mean, like, both of them are pieces of shit, both of them. And both of them are gonna go to jail. Yeah, so... So, it's I'm, a win- in, in all reality, it's a win-win. Right. Uh, you know, in a societal standpoint, right? But for like me, on the other hand, it's like I liked the guy, right? Liked, and you know, it it sucks that I got to see him go through this now. Yeah. But oh well, can't do much about it. Happens, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't help that he's a big gun guy too, and they tried to follow him back to his car, and they were gonna get shot if he went back to his car. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. All right. We um. Can, we can go on now. Yeah. So um. Uh. Do you want to talk about politics more, or do you want to... I'll leave that up to you, man. We've, we've been having tangents all day about it, so leave it up to you if you want to keep going. Listen, I, I can talk politics all day, but I don't want to beat a dead horse. I feel you. Um, hmm. Is there anything like we want to rant about? I'm in like a ranting mood. Uh, we can just go on and rant about cancel culture again. Yeah, that was that was a hell of a fucking moment. I mean, nothing new happened, but I mean, we could just go off on the same bullshit. Well, technically, I mean, if you think about it, like, cancel culture is like kind of like taking on like a new form in a sense, where it's just like rather than trying to like just cancel somebody and ruin their career, they're, they're just like throwing out all kinds of like ridiculous accusations at people. With they're essentially just trying to like throw something out a wall and make it sick. Yeah. You know, like they're trying to say that Tim Scott is an Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, like where the fuck are you getting this from? What was the thing you were talking about last night? It was like the lasagna. Oh my god. Oh that shit. Yeah. No. It was, and like that I thought that was a joke. That was a joke. Okay. Good. But people were believing it, right? Well, that one guy that I quote retweeted, I was like, "How the fuck are you verified on here?" He, yeah, I he saw thought that. it was real. Yeah, I was like, "Are you serious?" That and he's a jackass, and he tweets about that shit all the time. I was like, "It goes to." I think that goes to show more show more gullibility than anything. Yeah, it's like everything anything that could be against them is against them. Right, and they're just and then like he tried to like uh, justify the opinion by say, um, like, "Oh well, you know." I, I dare you to guys try to tell me that things aren't so crazy with the Republicans right now that you didn't think that this was real. And it's like, dude, if you have common sense, you're just like, yeah, no, that ain't real. Why would they fucking want to cancel lasagna, though? Like, that's the thing. I don't understand that. They're like, abolish lasagna is what it was or some shit. Like, 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 was... like, I don't, that's so, how, how is that even close to believable? Because people, I don't even know how You know who should be canceled? Who? Motherfuckers with verified accounts that don't have more than, like, 500,000 followers. Well, I'd say motherfuckers with verified accounts who I have never heard of in my life. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Especially much. Especially if they're trying to talk about politics. Like, I'm pretty well versed in politics and, p- and political uh, figures. Because I checked I Homeboy's Twitter after you, like, quote tweeted him and everything. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy on? His fucking bio is retarded. It is. It's what like, is it? It's just like, 
perpetually pissed or something like that. I'm just like, like what does it matter with you, man? And his like username is like Brooklyn Dad. I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's Nobody literally cares. what he is. Like it's like Brooklyn Dad, whatever the fuck, fed like feminist. Like no, you're not. Male feminists are odd to me. I'm a male feminist. <laughs> yeah, proud papa, perpetually pissed. Hashtag feminist, hashtag the resistance, hashtag Black Lives Matter. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. It's like he got verified because he had opinions against Trump. Probably. That's literally. Yeah, and you know how many people get unverified for having conservative opinions? Exactly. It's it's a double standard. And if anything, they should remove guys like that because they're spreading propaganda. Essentially, yeah. You know, and they're saying that everything that Trump said was propaganda, but it wasn't. The thing about Trump is that people were so quick to to like people were so quick to just kind of like brush him aside as like a psychopath, like with no legitimacy, just because of like the shit that he said. And like I get that aspect, but like his policies were legit. The way that he ran the country was legit, and he did a pretty solid job, I would say. He didn't do bad. He did pretty fucking well. The, the economy, economy's, economy was great. How did, like, the, the fact I, like, that I'll he... I'll say this. I couldn't have gotten a job in any other presidency during the pandemic. Yep. And not to mention, let's also remember the fact that he was able to take a great economy, even though it had to get shut down, the market literally crashed because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then still fucking brought it right back up. Exactly. Like, I went from... God. Yeah, I had like right before the pandemic and my investments, I had about like nineteen grand altogether. And then the market crashed and I had about like ten grand. And then after a couple months, after picking up a little bit, I was back up at twenty one. So I it came back stronger than it was, was left off at. Exactly. And everybody was worried about like a second Great Depression or something and we didn't even come close to it. Yeah, and then with Biden in office, like he spent six trillion dollars in two months. I'm He's, just like, how I, are you doing that? The government spent what, ten billion dollars to Pakistan to give them gender studies or something? Yeah, for transgenderism. That doesn't make sense. They're not gonna accept it. They're gonna take that money that you give them and it's gonna funnel fucking nuclear power plants to build nuclear weapons and build more weapons to cause more war. But like, oh god, all in the name of equality for fuck's sake, right? Like, because like, equality, equality doesn't mean equality anymore. Equality means equity. That's what it means to people. It means equality of outcome. It means that everybody has to be on the same level. Everyone, no matter what decisions you make in life, you're gonna end up the same as everybody else. And like, there's just no accountability. There's no like, oh, well, um, I'm responsible for my actions and all the consequences that come with it. And that's how people like to live. That's what people think the government's for. They think that the government's there to supplement income. They think that the government's there to, to hold their hand as they go through life. And it's just like, why do you want a government with that kind of power? It's not the government's job to do anything for you. No. I was I was against the, the $600 unemployment payments. I was against the stimulus checks. And I'm against more government spending for economic relief because I don't think it's, I don't think it's the right thing to do. You, you don't are, really need economic relief. We're fine. We would have been fine if they didn't shut down the economy to begin with. And yeah. it was all the Democrats pushing for it. Trump wanted to reopen right away. And we could have reopened right away. All evidence points in that direction. Like, look at us now. We're almost fully reopened. New York's about to reopen. And essentially, we're in the same spot as we were last year. So, everybody like, hears the word vaccination, and it's like, oh my god, Father Joe brought us to save you. No, the vaccine, the vaccine was being brought up in Trump's administration. The vaccine was being admitted in Trump's administration. It was being passed in Trump's administration. Trump would have probably done the same thing that Biden did 
And it would and, and, and then and then it would have been a problem. Why are they reopening everything? We still don't know what's going on with everything. Like I was saying earlier, you know, people were bitching about Texas and Florida lifting mandates and you know lifting restrictions, and now people are celebrating New York for lifting mandates and restrictions too. Because it's a blue state. Thank you. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, well, all these Texans are idiots. All these Floridians are idiots. And it's like, well, what about New York, huh? No, look, what? we've been new fucking Florida people were dumb. But it's like that has nothing to do with their decision to lift mandates. No, and let's also not forget that the governor of New York also idiotically placed COVID patients in nursing homes. And that's why nursing home deaths went fucking through the roof for, for COVID. And Florida didn't do that. No, not at all. Because Florida didn't give a shit. No. And, yeah, like, uh, granted, they had a huge outbreak of cases. Everywhere had a huge outbreak of cases. You can't blame it on political ideology. You gotta blame it on, really, just the virus itself. It actually reminds me of something that's happening in Florida at the moment. Good. I gotta find it, though. Fucking, uh, had an old friend you're not really a fan of send it to me. About which one? You know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, there's a couple I can think of. Yeah, so now I gotta find it real quick because it's been like a week or two. <laughs> but I gotta. Yeah, see. No. But basically, like, Florida is like passing something about. Uh, unless they deleted the post or something. Because it says, like, I love my state under it, so I gotta find the right one that he sent me because it's fucking uh, very hard to find. Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I guess I went back too far. I mean, uh, just keep going while I'm looking for this, though. Yeah, no. So, I mean, like, and people are bitching about, like, they try to make Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, out to be some, like, moron. And, like, 60 Minutes literally doctored an entire uh, press conference that he had to make it fit their narrative. And, like, once they played the, like, once other sources played the entirety of the clip, it was just like, oh, wow, like, that was completely opposite of what he said. So, people are giving him shit for it, even though he's doing a phenomenal job. And I'm actually just seeing now that apparently Trump is considering uh, Ron DeSantis as the 2024 running mate. So, I'm happy to see that. Do I think that Trump should run? No. Because Trump runs, we're going to get Biden again, it seems like. Unless things really go to shit and people are like, wow. If people can actually admit that under Trump things were better... Uh, we're going to get Biden again if Trump runs. I think it should be DeSantis and somebody else. I mean, if Trump runs, we're not going to get exact. We're not going to get him back in office, most likely. I miss that, man. Every single time I see him... I couldn't find what I was looking for, unfortunately. But no, that's fine. No, it's like, every single time I see Trump or I hear his voice, I'm just like, I miss him so much because of the shit show that the last three months have been. I mean, honestly, like, because in all seriousness, having him in office was fucking funny. It was funny because... The thing was, <clears throat> Biden is funny because it's just like you're... It's like a shame to say. It's like dark humor but it's just like you're literally watching the deterioration of an old man yeah when Trump was in office it was just funny because he just said whatever the hell was on his mind hey, like, what, it's like why, why do you call it the China virus because it came from China <laughs> who the fuck else is gonna say it like that exactly and then Joe Biden's out here like messing up every single day he fucking fell up the stairs three times in a row oh will you shut up man oh well yeah he's, thank god he told Trump to shut up right and it's like well Joe where the fuck have you been man like, you've been in office for 47 years before you were a fucking uh, presidential candidate. Well, 
Or even a fucking vice president, for that matter. Well, he was a fucking presidential candidate for um, three times, I think. He was a presidential candidate. And the first time, he had to drop out because of a... He got caught plagiarizing. And honestly, like, do you think anybody else other than Joe Biden would have beaten Donald Trump? Uh, yeah. I, I said it before, I'll say it again. The reason that the race was so close to begin with was because it was Biden. Yeah. If they had picked anybody else, it would have been a lot, lot further off. If you were if you were in charge of choosing the Democratic race, who do you think you would have put ahead of Biden? It's just a curious question. I would, like, I'm not going to... Okay, if I'm the Democrats, put it to you this way. I'm not a big fan of Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. I, I can get a kick out of him sometimes. He's <laughs> kind of a funny guy. Um... It's like how blunt he is at some point. Um, no, if I'm the Democrats, I'm picking Bernie Sanders, top of the ticket. Yeah. And then his running mate, probably either Cory Booker or God. either Cory Booker or Eric Swalwell. Yeah, I could see that. But like, I could see Booker honestly. I'm not a big fan of Cory Booker anymore. Um, oh no, I know. Ever since that whole thing with Gail King, oh that, Jesus Christ, that pissed me off how how she was trying to like just ruin Kobe Bryant's death for everybody. Like, oh, do you think that rape accusation hurt his hurt his legacy? Like, bitch, shut up. He just died. He, his body's not even in the ground. <laughs> Snoop Dogg said it best. Gail King, out of pocket, way out of pocket for that. What do you gain from that? Exactly. Like, like genuinely, and and Snoop said, "Fucking funky dog-headed bitch," because that's the comment that she made. And then she comes out and saves face, saying, "I didn't mean to tarnish him. I didn't mean to do this." You literally brought up a fucking rape case. You brought up a rape case that he beat, a rape case that couldn't go through because she had three other dudes' sperm in her body at the time of the rape kit. And he admitted that there might have been some miscommunication as to what level of consent was given that night, but he still nonetheless maintains his innocence. Although, like. Again, he, he admitted fault without admitting guilt. Exactly. He's like, yeah. Which but, is fine. You can do that. Yes. So, again, like, when people like that try to just tarnish someone's legacy, especially, like, when they... She literally... She, it was gross, man. She tried to capitalize on a dead man's body. I saw this fucking video of this teacher, like, getting mad at her students for being sad at the death of Kobe Bryant because he had a rape case. And I'm like, I'm like, what kind of fucking teacher are you? That's a fucking idol to some of these kids. Like, I'll be honest, when, I, when Kobe Bryant was playing... If it was, like, an egregious rape case and it was just, like, no doubt about it that he did... If it was, it like, was, a fucking Harvey Weinstein type thing, then yeah, fuck the guy. Yeah. But it's not. It was and, far from that. <laughs> and, like, I, when, when Kobe Bryant was playing, I hated Kobe Bryant. Because that was... He was too good. Exactly. I <laughs> hated Kobe too, Bryant. Too fucking good. And then when he was retiring, I started watching all the highlights. I'm like, okay, I'm really going to miss this guy. And then he... Dies. How many so years later? Two. Yeah, and he was living his life, coaching his daughters. He was living his life being a girl dad. You know, Gigi was up next for women's basketball. Gigi could have propelled women's basketball to the thing that NBA was because she was just as good, if not better, than her dad. And it just sucks, too, because... Like, Kobe said that, too, that she was better than him at the age that she was at. Yeah, and let's also not forget that, like how gross it was that Gail King straight up just, like, not only disrespected Kobe Bryant, but also disrespected Gigi. Yeah, seriously. Because, like, Gigi died in that plane, too, and she's still trying to make it all about something that her dad... Eight possibly... other people died in that fucking helicopter crash. Yeah. You know? It's like... <clears throat> Honestly, fuck Gail King. Like, like so eight people died, and fucking four of them were kids. 
fuck? Gail King. And you're gonna fucking try to tarnish a man just because he had a rape case that he beat. Not only did he beat, I think she also, like, rescinded some of, uh... She did. Yeah. So... And and you look at the impact that Kobe had on people. Let's see. I said it once, I'll say it again. Kobe Bryant was not just a sports thing. That was a world thing. Yes. Because what do you... Okay, beyond, like, if we're taking BP... We're collecting the balls. What are we doing to the bucket? Kobe. Exactly. Or, like, th- throwing out a trash can. Kobe. Yeah, and let's also not forget, you know, the, the times that we would go down, like, right after he died, and the times that we would go down to the batting cage in Mount Laurel, and we're driving on 295, mm-hmm. and we're seeing the Rest in Peace Kobe billboard that yeah. someone put up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that, that, it's just, like, that shows how, like, people care. And then Gail King tries to make it all about her. She's like... Like, she's going to interview Kobe's morning friends, like, morning best friends. Like, Candace fucking Parker, one of the stars for the L.A. Sparks, who was right across the street from the Staples Center, where Kobe, the the, the stadium that Kobe Bryant built, and you're going to tarnish the fucking man? Oh, do you think that that possibly ruined his legacy? No! If I I was him, I would have been like, did you really just ask me that question? Did you really just ask? I would have called her out so fucking hard. Dude, I got so like I got pissed off when like people were like on Twitter saying like the fucking comedian. What the fuck's his name? Ari Schaffer. Oh. He was in fucking Charlotte, right? He has this fucking tendency of saying gay uh, stupid shit when somebody dies, right? He has like controversial and shit like that. And he's fucking in front of the stadium where Charlotte Hornets play, right? He's fucking going on this shit. Kobe Bryant is gone. If he stayed here, he wouldn't have gotten that fucking rape case, but oh well, sucks to suck. I'm like, you little fucking... I wish we could mute the mic so I could say exactly what I want to say. <laughs> fucking asshole. I, I hope you die in a helicopter crash and someone says the same thing to you. Yeah, so... And then Cory Booker goes out and Gail King's defense is just like, check your misogyny. It's just like, it has nothing to do with misogyny. It's it has just everything to do... Bitch. It has everything to do with somebody who was a hero to millions being tarnished for something that he clearly didn't do. And... He was a hero to the kids that I fucking coach basketball with. What the fuck am I gonna tell them? And again, like... What do I gotta tell them, dude? Oh, we have to make sure the Me Too movement is preserved. Like, it's like... Fuck you. Like, deadass, dude. Like, I'm dealing with fucking emotional eight, nine-year-old kids who just watched their idol... Go away. Just like that. That's heartbreaking. Those kids were a mess. And I felt so bad for them. Yeah. And then like and I'm thinking to myself, they didn't see the Kobe that I saw. They saw the Kobe near the tail end. I saw the eighty one points Kobe. I saw the oh, beat God. the Celtics in the finals, Kobe. Dude, twice. Like, Wait no, early, I don't know if it was twice, but still. Early two thousands Kobe was Shaq. Number eight Kobe was the best Kobe. Yeah. And then 24 came along and cemented the legacy. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant is going to go down as one of the goats, regardless of what any of you fucks got to say, whether you're tarnishing the man or not. He, he won a fucking Oscar. The man was more than just basketball. He was on a rap song. He fucking dropped some bars. Exactly. He was, the, the man was more than basketball. He was building up women's basketball. He was building up the status of kids who wanted to do more than just basketball. He wrote a book. The man was, he was, he was everything to some of these kids. A lot of the college basketball players, like Cassius Winston, you know, he hasn't been the same since Kobe died. Guys like fucking Trey Young, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, guys who were teammates with Kobe, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, uh, Michael Jordan. I, know, I saw the speech that Michael Jordan gave at the celebration of Kobe's life at the Staples Center. It was sad as hell. Mm-hmm. His wife. I feel so bad for Vanessa. I feel bad for 
Capri. I feel bad for his other daughters. You know, because there's this really adorable video of Kobe Bryant, like, dancing with his daughter at Disney World. They got her in the little fucking baby jumper and shit. And Gigi's there, too. And, like, her shoe fell off. And Kobe's like, I shook my shoe off. And you can't get it. It was adorable. Oh, yes. But let's bring up something that... But let's bring up something that's going to, like, that, that's going to diminish an amazing man. Fuck you. And again, ain't, like, Gail King is also, like, an idol to, like, feminists and liberal, like, liberal psychopaths. And they probably agreed with her for bringing up the question. Probably. It's a good journalistic question. No, you're being a cunt. It's like, it'd be a good, good journalistic question maybe a couple of years down the line, and if it actually, like, if there was actually grounds for his legacy to be brought into question. Sorry, I just finished my finals. You're fine. But... Yeah, dude. Like, I hate it when people try to tarnish Kobe. I hate it when people try to say anything negative about the guy. It's like saying something, like, who the hell else just... Like, for example, like, another young ball player just died recently in a car accident, right? Yeah, the college player. Yep, Terrence Clark. Mm-hmm. He was up... That kid was up next, man. Like, I'm big on, like, college basketball and shit. He was up <laughs> next. And you got people... <coughs> on Twitter who were talking shit to Skip Bayless saying, oh, you don't know anything about it. And they're like, oh, you, like, you're just saying something to, to get an opportunity to shit on LeBron James. <clears throat> and I'm like thinking to myself because he signed with Clutch Sports. Mm. Clutch Sports is like LeBron's thing. Clutch Sports is like gets these athletes to where they need to be. And they was like, you're only going to bring it up to shit on Clutch Sports. Why'd you even bring up Clutch Sports? They have nothing to do with it. If you read into it, the motherfucker signed with them. He was 18. Do you know how good you got to be to sign with Clutch Sports when you're 18? Like, we're never going to see him reach the potential. He could have been an, he could have been another Kobe. Well, that was like when people try to bring up, like, um, the, like the fact that... Um, I think I know where you're going with this, too. Hold on. I'm trying to think. What, what were they trying to say about... Um, Oh, why did it just slip in my mind right now? Baseball, we're thinking. Yes. Jose Fernandez. Yes, Jose. I knew it was Fernandez. I don't know why I was thinking. I was thinking Angel Hernandez, and then I was like, no, it's that's it's just because I'm 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 eternally pissed off at Angel Hernandez, so that's fine by me. Because it's still in my mind about two days ago. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the fucking ALDS with the Yankees and Red Sox had five fucking interview, like five replay reviews in the first two innings. He did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It was bad. Jose Fernandez and people are trying to bit well, we have cocaine in the system it's like does that change anything about him that like I, this is another thing I get into a lot of arguments about Jose Fernandez literally could have been a Cy Young award winner think about this I want you to think about that team that the Miami Marlins had okay but think about this and think about the names and think about the names I'm about to mention right Jose Fernandez JT Realmuto D Gordon Christian Yelich Marcelo Zuna Giancarlo Stanton that's six all-stars. Yeah. And then Jose Fernandez dies and the team falls apart. Yeah. I'm, bl- I'm kind of going to blame Jeter for that, but... Um, <laughs> Poor Jeter. But, you know, they're trying to diminish a kid who's, t- like, what, 23, I think? Something like that, yeah. And, yeah, maybe he did have cocaine in his system. Maybe he came from a rough upbringing. Maybe you read a story and realize he tried to immigrate to America five times from Cuba. Maybe you read about the time he jumped into the ocean to save a woman from drowning when it happened to be his mother, and he didn't even know it was his mother. Because it was nighttime. Yep. And he jumped in to save her anyway. It was like in the middle of a storm. Too. Yep. And he got back to the boat, and he made it. Granted, I'm still not a fan of the whole 
immigration from Cuba like that, but... Yeah, but sometimes you gotta think about the circumstances that are in Cuba. Which I get, and I understand, but still, I'm not a huge fan of, like, that being the norm. You know? No, I understand, but it's like, for example, like, you wouldn't have gotten El Duque on the Yankees if he didn't, like, immigrate from Cuba. Right, so, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, I know. You understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, I get where you're coming from, and but it's just, like, the kid did everything he could to make himself something, and God damn it, he did. He had a daughter on the way, man. He did, yeah. There was videos of him, like, there's a video of him... Like, going up to a kid, right? And the kid's, like, super excited. You know how kids get. They get, like, they start crying and shit. And Jose Fernandez brings out his book. And he's like, I'm going to give you an autograph, but I want you to give me your autograph, too. Yeah. And I'm like, that is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, how often do you see that from athletes? And, like, when the kid, like, he gave up a home run to somebody, right? I forgot who it was. It was, like, power hitting first baseman. I forgot who it was. And he looked at him. And he looked at him. He didn't have to hit it that far. And he's like, hey, like, mm. What about, um, uh, who hit that? I think it was, um, Troy Tulowitzki who hit that, like, comeback route and came yeah. like, He's Ooh. like, did you catch it? He's like, yeah, I Yeah, yeah I did. Because that was a good fucking catch. I wouldn't have been able to catch that. You yeah. wouldn't have been able to catch that. Just like, woohoo, bink. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I just think that there's an issue when people die and, like, and, everybody and looks like, like negative connotation. Yeah, and there's that one guy that went on to, like, a, it was like CBS or something. And he was just like, if Jose Fernandez was still alive, he'd be in jail right now. I was just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I saw that shit. That pissed me off. Like, I, I get so... Because then you look at guys like uh, the dude from the Royals, uh, Jordano Ventura. Yeah. They look for negative connotations in his car accident. There was nothing there. It was just an accident. Guys like Oscar Tavares, who died the same way. Poor Oscar. No, that was such a shame when that happened. And man. think about this. We've lost... We lost Tyler Skaggs. We lost Jose Fernandez. They tried to say Tyler Skaggs was an overdose. Yep. We lost Jose Fernandez. Drugs. We lost Jordano Ventura, DUI. We lost Oscar Tavares, DUI. I'm trying to think of somebody else now. Uh, I know there was another one. I can't remember right now, but we've lost so many ball players. Whether it's basketball or football, or like I could bring up Sean Taylor right now because Sean Taylor died years ago, and they're saying he could have been one of the best safeties of all time, but he died from a gunshot wound. So everybody's like, oh, well, if he was still alive today, he'd be running the streets. He wouldn't have made it in the NFL. Suck my dick. I was also like... Uh, uh, who was another Cause one? Well, the thing is, they try to compare everybody to, um, again, why don't... Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. They always try to compare an athlete that dies to Aaron Hernandez, and they're just like, okay, well, there must have been something wrong there if he died that early. Yeah, no, like, there doesn't have to be anything. There are kids who just have, like, some kids just die. Yeah. It's like some kids have unknown heart conditions and they well, just There's that one high schooler who dropped dead of heart failure after he hit that game-winning three-pointer. Yeah. There was this kid who played for Loyola Marymount, Hank Gathers. He collapsed on the court and died. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, there was a kid who played for Florida, Keontae Johnson, collapsed on the court. He's alive and he survived, thank God, but he, he collapsed on the court and almost died. Yeah. Um... There's a lot of things I could go on about this. Like, there's a you you think about the sports that are dangerous. You think about boxing. You think about UFC. You think about any of the kickboxing stuff. You don't really hear a lot of deaths from there, honestly. You, like, the the closest one we got was recently was Matt Hughes, and Matt Hughes got hit by a fucking train in his pickup truck. Oh yeah. And he made the walk to the octagon. Do you know how fucking nuts that is? <laughs> he survived a fucking train. And was able to build him his strength enough to walk to the octagon. That's power. That's powerful. 
And I could bring out actually Kimbo Slice. Rest in peace. Man's was that was what got me into fighting. Because you go on YouTube and your kid fights. <laughs> Kimbo Slice is right there. Big hulking fucking dude. Scary bitch. And, and then, then you see. On Drake and Josh. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was about to bring that up. It's a fucking prisoner on Drake and Josh in a fucking Christmas special, and he ends up fucking Helen. You know, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Kimbo Slice is a legend, but you don't. But and then you hear people fucking saying, "Oh, he started a whole ring of underground street fights." Yes, he did for the betterment of the community. It keeps them away from guns. It keeps them away from. Knives. It keeps them away from gang violence. If you settle things in a backyard, you're not gonna fucking kill somebody. There's people there to monitor it. Backyard fighting is a, like something that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. If you like, in the in the sense of it keeps kids away from street violence sometimes. Sometimes. I'm not saying it's com- it's a completely good method, but if you look, there's a good documentary called Dog Fight. It that was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is, but it's got the guy who Kimbo associated with Dada Five Thousand. And he runs this underground fight ring where these guys come and fight, whether they have issues with each other, shit like that, and they just and they just scrap. And it's a good, good thing for the Miami Dade County community. In a sense, I'm not saying it's perfect. There's obviously flaws. Everything has flaws, but you know, just how shit rocks. The grown up there, you don't really have much. You know, it's athletes of the streets. True. A story for a lot of places. Yeah, exactly. Lot, like, like some of the kids who come from like where I'm from, like some of the kids who come from Trenton, it's the streets are athletes. Mm. Uh, anything to add? Sports. There you go. Sorry. I mean, in general. Um, I don't know. I just finished my final. Well, not all of them, but this final that I've been working on for a really long time, and it was a group of four people. And no one has responded to me in like a month. And I just finished it all on my own. And it was 40 pages. And now I don't really know what to do with my life. Uh, I think we're going to start reading soon. I need to get back to it. I bought all those books. And I, I bought one. so many books. Uh, oh, I bought the Jordan Belfort book. Mm. I'm really excited for that one. <laughs> What's it called? The Life of a Wolf? <laughs> The first sentence is, I don't need to introduce myself, you already know me. Leonardo DiCaprio played me in a movie. <laughs> That's pretty badass. It's really dope. Uh, Alright, anything else before we go? No, I think that was a pretty solid episode right there. Welcome to season two. Yep. More to come as crazier shit unfolds. Oh, we'll be here, and we'll be sure to, and we'll be sure to make you hate us. I hope I made more people hate me than I already do. Because it's like I said earlier, dude. I want smoke. <laughs> getting it on Twitter, getting it on the podcast. Alright, y'all. We appreciate the listening and hopefully the disagreements because we want to hear from you. Yeah, honestly, like come for me. I don't care. You can find us on Twitter. We'll put it in the link somewhere. You can find us on Instagram. Put mm-hmm. it in the link somewhere. But until next time, y'all. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you on episode two. Peace see out. You later.